That was perfect. <laughs> you guys hear that woo? That was stretched. I don't even, I, usually I just I catch it and just jump right into it. But yeah, I, I was late for you. I was like, he's not gonna catch it. No, I, I was oh. I was enjoying it. I had to I had to acknowledge that woo. That was perfect. Ooh, okay. No, that was cool. That's all right. Welcome to the Wrestle Rum Now podcast where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now you can watch all of our wrestling rum content anytime on youtube.com slash the wrestling rum. I am your host, yours truly, the realness himself. The real Dwayne Allen. He is your host. Has the third brother Hugh H to the H to the S, T to the H to the E, through to the R to the D. He is your host, the Bell King himself, the man that single-handedly took the Russell Rum out of YouTube obscurity and sent it to the moon. Brandon, the guy, guy, host of the famous and new hottest belt show on all of the land. But we'll get to that in a second. And also joining us shortly, Hollywood, Hollywood. Uh, Brian H. Waters will be joining us. A little bit later as he's taking care of some business. But you can stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Watch us and subscribe to our Twitch channel at The Wrestling Realm. If you want to support The Wrestling Realm and everything we do, you want to rep what we rep, you want to support the brand, you have the opportunity to do so. Head over to WrestlingRealm.com. That's right. You can shop now at WrestlingRealm.com where you can get our famous and viral Proud Wrestling Fan t-shirt. Most people need to display their wrestling fandom proudly. You can do that at wrestlingrum.com with that t-shirt. We have a lot of t-shirts in stack in, in, in stock. Excuse me. We have this Monday Night Raw style wrestling rum t-shirt. I don't see too many people wearing this, but I think once we kind of get these in hand and start doing some stuff with it, I think this, this would be one of our best sellers. But in the meantime, if you're looking for t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, all the merchandise, head over to wrestlingrum.com. That is where you can purchase all of that stuff and look just as cool as we do also subscribe to our patreon channel patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm for all exclusive shows and bonus material brian nature starts some of my wrestling figure stories that's right there's there's wrestling figure wednesdays i got to get back on that as soon as possible but i pretty much discuss how i am an avid professional wrestling figure collector and i have no shame about it we also have a lot of bonus shows over there. We have some stories that we can't tell on the air. But if you want to subscribe for just as low as a dollar, head over to patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. We have a lot. We have a lot of things coming to our Patreon. We're just trying to figure it out. But definitely, uh, definitely Patreon is a place you want to be, especially for all exclusive shows and bonus material. Now, although it may be transitioning into fall, but if you are looking to purchase Tickets to any live uh, live shows and sporting events and more. Head over to SeatGeek.com where you can use promo code WrestlingRealm to save yourself $20 off any one-time purchase of $50 or more. So if you have never used this promo code before, this is your opportunity. Use promo code WrestlingRealm. Do yourself a favor. Save yourself $20 or more. 
Now, this is the part of the show where we advertise our newest, latest, and greatest wrestling show, Championship Culture, featuring the Belt King himself, Brandon, the guy, guy, and his executive producer, Brother Hugh. I see, and we, we mentioned his executive producer because he's so much a part of the show that it's like, well, you got to give him almost an on-screen credit, even though he tries so hard to stay behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. He's the man in the chair. He is literally the man in the chair. Gotta love him. Yes. So, uh, championship. But hold on. This is I gotta. There it is, right there. I, championship culture, hosted by the Belt King himself, Brandon, the guy. Got every Tuesday, eight p.m. on YouTube.com/slash The Wrestling Realm. Check the playlist. Championship culture, brother Brandon. Tell the people exactly what we talked about this Tuesday because I was there. I'm using I'm using the comments and I, and I I pull up my front seat. This is by far one of my favorite shows. Um. Just in general, like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of of everything championship culture. What you guys do, it's everything that I wanted it to be and more, especially uh, being a part of the Russell Rome brand. But tell the people what exactly yesterday, this Tuesday show was about. Look at that. So yesterday it was crazy because you know I didn't mention the best oddball tag team being you know myself and the man of the cheer, Hash of the Third. But yesterday, we talked about some tag teams. We had a couple different topics that we went over. We either had a special guest. Howard Perkins, well, I'm sorry, Howard C. Perkins the Third, um, proud <laughs> alumni of Morgan State University. Yeah, been yeah. a wrestling fan. He came out his mama wound talking about um, he was a Hogan Warrior, you name it, fan. He's been a fan since he probably could blink his eyes. So had some very good insight yesterday, you know, all about tag teams. It was an interesting thing, but I'm going to do another cheap plug real quick um, before my, well, executive producer, anything to add to that? Because I did forget to mention us. And now this picture will tell you, you know, this is a heck of a tag team right here with those custom belts. And as you can see, they're the same but different at the same time. If somebody has one, I was, oh, I knew it was coming. So there's the third one. We do have a fourth one too, so. If you want to see an in-depth look at that, that might come to the championship culture one day. But um, I gotta—I would be remiss if I didn't say this. I don't know if everybody can see my shirt. I have a shirt on that says, you see what Good. it says? Bro. You see what it says? That is absolutely dope. Oh, my gosh. It says yeah. King of Belts, right? And it That's says me. Championship Belt Brothers. So when I got home today, I had this package in my mailbox. I'm like, I didn't wear anything. So the first I thought it was my TRDA shirt and I was like, no, it ain't that. <laughs> you know, so I opened it up and I'm looking, I'm like, what is this? And then I realized it's a um, championship belt brother shirt. So I'm pretty sure I know who sent it to me. So don't worry, brother Ben, I appreciate you. I'm going to go live <laughs> on, on championship belt brothers and tell them thank you. But I think the shirt is pretty fitting. It made me not wear a championship culture shirt tonight. And, you know, it's modeled in the style of the Ichiban, you know, the New Japan style. Right, so right. I think it's pretty cool. And I think it's pretty fitting. King of the Belts. It's, I, I mean, it is. It. Come on. Are you the belt king? I, as soon as it said King of the Belts, I said, oh, that's New Japan. King of sports. That's dope. Yeah. So shout out to Ben Walker, mm-hmm. who is a avid supporter. He actually was wearing a custom shirt that he had received from um, us at the wrestling realm. The one that um, has a saying on it that says, leave it better than you found it. So he was sporting that tonight on... Um, Worldwide of wrestling talking, and we're talking about um, a tribute to Terry Funk. So it was pretty cool. I caught the first half of the show. I'll go back and watch the second half um, to catch up on everything. So, yep. But every Tuesday, 8 p.m., tuning in. 
Uh, we was probably gonna put the live shows on hold, but after these last couple comments and these last couple um engagements, we might have to rethink some things. What say ye, Hugh? Yeah, I'm with it. Let's I'm go. Let's, it. let's run with it. Let's run with it. We got a lot yeah. of good interactions last show, so yes, let's, let's keep it pushing. So I appreciate everybody that came through, especially our special guest, Howard C. Perkins the third. Um, and then you know, shout out to everybody in the comments tonight. I'm a, don't worry, I'm gonna be responding throughout tonight. So you know, I appreciate your engagement. We're gonna get to you. So no, back, definitely back to you, sir. No. <laughs> like it's a newscast. <laughs> no, definitely shout out to Championship Culture. Like I said, I, I I had a ton of fun yesterday, and and uh, the live shows are some of my favorite shows that you guys do because of the interaction piece, and I, I get a chance to sit back and be a fan and also join in the conversation. Like it's night, even though I'm a part of, we all you know under the same umbrella as far as the brand is concerned. I'm still a fan of. The conversations, the topics, and mind you, I don't know if people don't notice, and I, I'm, I'm not familiar with anything that he's going to do. He, he may drop his, but that's completely from the mind of um, the Belt King, brother Brandon, and brother Hugh. They are the geniuses behind producing such quality content, such just with high standards. Everything's great about it. And uh, it's so great that uh, I had a couple of follow-up comments that I didn't get a chance to express. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> Brandon was trying to get off the show last night, and I was trying to bait him in to keep going. He's like, he's trying to respond to the comments, and I, and I knew. See, Brandon's not rude, so he's trying to respond to the comment, but he didn't realize that it's me because it's like a small delay. So like, he's trying to hang on, and then he's like, "Wait, we got another comment," and it's me. Like, nope, we're still going overtime. But I think uh, they they sent me down this rabbit hole of uh, tag team wrestling yesterday. Great conversation. I'm telling you, you need to go back and watch it. Um, head over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash wrestling around the championship culture playlist. Trust me, you, you need to see this. This is one of those. And shout out to definitely Howard C. Uh, Perkins, the third, you said? Yes. The third. Yes. Yep. He was amazing. He was, he was absolutely amazing. I mean, you talk about a good brother, man. He he was on point. He was very knowledgeable, man. And uh, I mean, it, it made me question his age because he doesn't look his age. So you guys are drinking the right water. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, he's taking it back. He just, he was just flow. So he, 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 excellent guest, man. You guys have had quality people on your show. Um, I think my show is probably one of the lowest rated shows. People tired of seeing me, <laughs> at least on YouTube. We got like maybe 450 views on Twitter, but my job, I was like, oh, it's okay. No love for real. Well, screw you guys. Screw you guys and going home. But shout out to Howard C. Perkins because he was an excellent guest, man. And uh, I, I definitely encourage people to, to uh, but you know, what? yours had the highest views on Twitter than yeah, any other show. I don't know. It's weird. It's awkward. I don't it know. is crazy. The most playbacks on Twitter and the highest amount of views on Twitter. So everybody must have been watching you on Twitter. You got to take the small victories. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I had a couple follow-ups, uh, championship culture. I know we got it. We have, the, we have a very special show tonight and we have a guest, as you can see, we're in club intellect and the reason this is supposed to be a podcast, uh, a wrestling round now podcast party, uh, with our very special guest, a good brother of ours that's been doing it just as long as we have. And um, it's it's been a rough week, so you know it, it may not be as much celebrating, but we're gonna still do right by our guy. He wanted to come on anyway. We're gonna read his bio. We're gonna get him in. I I got some music for him. I'm gonna intro him in. It's you know it's it's not the same vibe tonight. We gotta we we owe him another opportunity. But he said no, no, good brothers. I need to come on. I need to come on, man. And I said okay. I said D, if you want to still come on, man, you know so what? So while we uh we pay tribute tonight to uh, Bray Wyatt, we're also gonna talk about All In. We're gonna talk about um. Uh, the whole CM Punk fiasco, him and Gentleman Jack Perry. That's, my, that's his new oh, name. Did you get footage of this one this time? No, I didn't. <laughs> Where's your source? Did you supposed to have footage? I was waiting for the footage. I was afraid we might get flagged. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, but um, but we're also going to be going to preview one slightly preview uh, WWE Payback and All Out. It's a lot going on this weekend. It's been a lot it is, it crazy is. weeks, but. 
quickly. I, I know people are starting to come in. I'm telling you, the, the chat's already buzzing. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you for joining for the show. We love your comments. We love the interaction. This is going we to be fun. We got Justin. We got the wrestling girls, Stephanie Hardy. Oh, we got the crew in the building. Um, Dylan and Jermaine is in the chat so far. Yeah, we definitely got our people in the building, man. We appreciate you. This is these are supporters of the brand. Also, go and support these people's brands. These are other content creators. These are other these are other uh, other people in this space that 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 we support, that we follow, that you know we we catch up when we catch up. And you know, this is one of the biggest things about our sector of this particular you know group in the wrestling community. So definitely support the rest of these brands. We got we got to put something together where we can just start advertising when everybody else does. But a quick follow-up to championship culture last night. The Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. We didn't we didn't have enough conversation about that. But see, we, didn't. I, I, we need a whole show just about their trilogy. I, I went back and I said that and and once again, watching championship culture sent me down this rabbit hole of tag team wrestling. And I went back and I watched the um one one of the rare gems during the pandemic is when the Good Brothers uh invaded the the Briscoes farm in Sandy Fork, Delaware. And oh yeah, you know, because you know, because everybody was doing kind of cinematic style things because of the restrictions and the pandemics and all that kind of stuff that was going on. And it was the fact that, first of all, Carl Anderson and, uh, and uh, Doc Gallows, Luke Gallows, are known for doing this because they did it with AJ with the Boneyard match. Then they did a parody of it in their version of the Boneyard match was a mess. And then for them to have to be able to pull that off, man, they put up on the farm and they picked up Mark Briscoe's son. Like, all right, don't worry, we'll train you to be a good brother. And it was just they kicked over his big wheel. They ran to Papa Briscoe, and I was just like, man. This is, and and I, I just remember saying to myself, I wish this could have kept going. I felt the same way when the, um, you know, when uh, Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway invaded the Hardy comp- compound, an- another red gem. But that's an underrated feud that we didn't talk about. The Briscoes versus the Good Brother, and also Team 3D versus Team Canada and Jeff Jarrett. That's it. When, you know, when uh, Team 3D showed up in uh, TNA Wrestling, I think that was their first, like, major feud as far as tag teams were concerned. And I just remember saying to myself, like, man, it, 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 to me, it revitalized how I felt about Team 3D. I, and I'm going to tell you a hot take right now. We need to do, a, um, we need to do, uh oh, look at, we doing that better than, look, we're doing, <laughs> you know, I'm going to respond to some comments, but, oh I'm man, gonna... it's, look, look, we're doing better than Punk and Jack Pryor. We're going to get to that. I can't wait to be had a conversation. That's going to be fun. Um, but Team 3D versus Team Cannon, Jeff Jarrett, I think that's one of the rare gems, one of the, uh, funniest moments. Great introduction for Team 3D. I, should we do a? Should we? We've never done like a um, unpopular opinion show, and I think we should do one because I'm gonna be honest with you. You want to hear an unpopular opinion right now? What's that? The name Team 3D is is always, always cooler than the Dudley Boys. That's right. I said it. Drop the mic. No, I agree with you. I've I, always like. I've that. always liked the I name Team 3D. When they came when they came in as Team 3D, I said, "Oh, that's dope. Come on now, brother Ray, brother Devon." I was like, "That's pretty cool." So if you can't use the Dudley name, goodness gracious. But yeah, the only thing it would have been cooler if his name wasn't Bubba Ray. If it would have been a D, because it would have been well, it makes, Dudley. Well, they called him right. brother. They called him brother Ray. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It makes sense. But That's you had Devon Dudley, right? Because he was brother, he was brother Devon because they were brothers. Shout out the ECW days. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were moving <laughs> on. But um, yeah. So I just wanted to do a quick follow up. Once again, one last shout out to uh, Championship Culture. Please, WrestlingRum.com. YouTube.com slash Wrestling Realm Playlist Championship Culture. All right. Now, that being said, it is time for us to introduce our special guest um, joining us for tonight's show for our tribute to Wendell Rotunda, known as Bray Wyatt. 
and um, he's got a bio. Like I said, it, it, it hasn't, you know, usually this is the part of the time where the realness steps aside and DJ Wheezy Wee, you know, he, he comes in, he starts spinning the ones and twos. But, uh, you know, it's um, it's 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 been a difficult week. And, uh, I, you know, we, we don't want to come off, you know, partying and doing too much. But we're we still going to make sure that, that that my guys brought in the right way. So I got some music that seems kind of fitting. It seems kind of fitting for the occasion. So I'm going to uh, let the music play as we introduce our uh, special guests for this evening. Join us here in Club Intellect as we try to push through and try to, you know, celebrate the life of Wyndham Rotunda and the effects that he had us on us as fans, as Bray Wyatt, so on and so forth. But I'm going to let the music play. And uh, my guy's ready backstage. He's ready. I told you, I, like I said, usually this is where we start the boogie, but I, I still got you, bro. Here it goes. You ready? <laughs> there it is. Wasn't expecting that one. Let the beat play. Also, maybe I have to put it on green light. You see, you see, if you notice, mine is green. I probably need to cut one of my lights off. I'm trying to get going, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to introduce our very, very special guest that is joining us tonight for the Wrestling Realm Now podcast party. Demarius Die is a respected broadcast journalist and professional sports writer currently Die Sporting Network, which is a, he's also play-by-play announcer for DMV High School Sports and High Profile Basketball, football, and spring sports that air on the Die Sporting Network. That's right, youtube.com slash Die Sporting Network. The DMV High School Sports, Pro-Am Sports and Wrestling Events, Interviews, Encounters features prominently on YouTube.com. Demars is also on the Flex Zone, where Dow officially serves as an analyst and a contributor. Ladies and gentlemen, I can say so much about this good brother, but I just want to bring him in, let him vibe out with the rum. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our good brother that's joining us for tonight's show, Demars Dow of Dow Sporting Network. Let's get it. Woo! And there he is. Right, everybody. What's cracking, looking D? Good. We're looking good tonight, guys. We're looking good tonight. The belts are out. The D Generation X music is out. Here in the house, we're looking good. Worldwide's going to be coming in in a little bit. Going to celebrate the life of Bray Wyatt to start off, man. Man, man, man. Like I said, I, I know, man, it's under difficult circumstances, but I appreciate you decide to say, you know what, I want to come in. I still want to do this with you guys, man. So we definitely appreciate you being on with us today. Like I said, I feel like we owe you a little bit more, but like I said, man, we're going to make the most of a difficult situation, a difficult week, and 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 we're just going to let the people kind of get to know you a little bit better. So if anybody does not know uh, DeMars Die of Die Sporting Networks, he's got to be one of the hardest working individuals I have ever met. He has Absolutely. covered so many grounds in the high school sports arena, as well as the program sports, as well as professional sports on so many different levels. I've watched this. This is, we talk about a self-made man. I've watched him go from literally zero to almost everything. He has doubled his following in less than three to four months a year. And he just, and it, and it doubles and it triples every school season. It's amazing yeah. to see uh, our good brother do the things that he's doing. So brother, we just want to take the time to welcome you to the show, man. We appreciate your time. I appreciate you, man, for the words to Wayne. Appreciate it. I agree with so, everything that, that he said. So, go ahead, brother. I think think went out a little bit. What do you say, brother? You? Oh, your mic went out. Oh wow, your mic went out. Yeah, but um, one one of the things that uh 
most people don't know about you as a sports fan is, is how big of a wrestling fan you really are. I remember the first time I met D was at uh we were at Loafers in um in Catonsville before it burned down. Uh now you might get me to brother you. Okay. All right, so so and that was the first time you know I I had seen D in circles and you know um Brian and myself and Dre and the crew and the flex zone were kind of just out and about. And I remember we I don't know what pay-per-view we were watching, but we showed up and that's when I formally met you, D. And uh we we've been tight, we've been brothers ever since, man. It's it's been a pleasure to work with you in so many different arenas. When uh the wrestling realm was kind of on a, a bit of a hiatus as we were graduating college, we didn't know what direction we were going in. I remember um uh the flex zone kept the brand alive. You know what I mean? They they would have their quarterly wrestling shows and um you know, a good chunk of the of the uh, the flex zone would be knowledgeable to wrestling, but maybe maybe I don't know at the time maybe five to ten percent weren't. So they would always bring myself or Brian Nature, and, and a lot of times it was me when Brian H was out of town, just to come on and just and just talk talk wrestling. Man, it was some of the some of the best time I've ever had in my life. Um, it it, it was such a crucial part of my development, and like I said, it, it kept the brand alive. So I definitely appreciate you, D, and uh, you and Dre and the rest of the flex and Uncle Raj and. Maybe Michael and Byron and everyone else a part of the Flex Zone, all the interns that, that work with you guys and work with us. We had such a blast. And, and like I said, I, I told you all the time, man, you you kept us alive because every time it was time to have a wrestling review show or previous show, man, you guys were always, you know, always, always of course, just, just being good brothers. You know what I mean? So we definitely appreciate you, man. Yeah, definitely. No problem, man. Proud about it. Kept it alive. And look at the brand now, baby. I mean, it is shining, looking good. You got you got the belt man here. I mean, Brandon got so many belts, man. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why we call him the Belt King, man. Yeah, man, he is great, man. And, and what a blessing it's been to see the wrestling realm and it's and it's taking off. Top guys, baby. Top guys now. We definitely appreciate that, man. So, so we usually like to start off when we have special guests is for you to give the opportunity to tell the world about yourself. Uh, tell the people who are who you are and uh, when when did. You know, you kind of get hit with the wrestling bug, and what what is what makes you the wrestling fan that you are today? And like I said, the rest of the brothers would just ask you a few questions just so everybody can get to know you, and then we'll just jump right into the shows. That's is that cool? That's cool with me, man. Um, you know, with with doing the Diaspora Network since 2011, having it grow over the last six and seven years, uh, it's been a it's been a tremendous journey throughout the DMV area, and it's it's been amazing, man. Met a lot of amazing people. A lot of great folks, you know, over the over the past years. And right now, this is the high school football season. So covered the game last week. I'm on vacation this week, but hitting the ground running starting next week. And uh, it's going to be wonderful to be back uh, on that level. We're doing a little volleyball this year, too, during this time of year. And then, of course, Dwayne knows, and he knows the, the basketball season is like the, the coon de rods. Like yeah. almost every day of covering at least a game. And it's been wonderful. And been great but but to the wrestling part my uncle my oldest uncle was a wrestling fan back in the day he don't really watch now that, that much but he got me into it i actually first pay-per-view was watching um survivor series 1990 undertaker's debut and that's been my homie from there and then it spread out throughout the years i had a little break in between that's when i actually met brian when he's working at best buy and he kind of slowly got me back into wrestling again and then I've been here ever since, man, and it's been a fun journey. And to see two companies now again for the first time in over 20 years is on a big time mainstream level. We hope AEW stay there. It's been it's been a roller coaster. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's kind of like the quick synopsis, everybody. 
Uh, that was excellent, man. I, and crazy part is, I forgot that uh, Brian H met you uh, at Best Buy, and and, yeah. and at the, I didn't know oh, you were in a wrestling. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know you had a wrestling coma. Brother yeah. Brand, brother Brandon used to have those like maybe all once, the time, once every six months, man. And I had like forty picks of them. Bro, it was bad. Like, like brother Brandon, he would try. He would sneak and watch it. Wouldn't tell anybody. And you can always tell when brother Brandon was watching wrestling, even when he was in his coma, because he would just randomly call you zapping. Why would they do this? Doesn't make no sense. <laughs> Why? Would, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. If they had just done this, what's wrong with that? And it's like, okay, that must that must be must have been brother Brandon was watching wrestling. This yeah. is why I don't watch this stuff. I'm going back in my coma, and then and then you will see him at independent shows or New Japan stuff, or you know, it, you know. <laughs> that was him. So I, I I didn't realize that you had a wrestling coma just like Brother Brandon. So you guys got that lot coming because he was no he was the king of wrestling comas. And I would do stuff like Brandon. Listen, you gotta watch it. He was like, I'm gonna watch it because you said so. But I'll give it a shot. But I don't know. Yeah, so, man, it was tough, man. And then and then the rock came back. I was kind of like, okay, I can, well, come on back, check out what's up. So well, that's what's up, man. Good brothers. You guys got any questions for uh for Brother D? Maybe something to help the people that may not be as familiar with him get to know him a little bit better. Am I back now? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You're good. You're all right, good, yeah, good. I just wanted to know, uh, well, first of all, happy belated birthday, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate to, it. I just want to know how you celebrate. What you do? <laughs> oh, well, I, I went to a spot. A friend of mine, uh, one of my broadcast guys, took me uh, first watch. Um, very mm-hmm. good breakfast spot, by the way. There's one in Annapolis and there's yes, one in uh, Lowell. They are yeah. very good. They got they got they got one in Lock Raven now too in Towson. Do they? Oh yeah, across, yeah. Oh yeah. Across, street, across the street from I Calvin Hall. I got oh I got to get oh that. okay. The old the old, right. the old Jared Jewel is right there by Target. All right, good. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely gotta get there. And then um came back, had some lunch, you know, chilled out, had a couple drinks, was mellowed out, man. And a friend of mine came over and seen me and just went from there and Rest is history, man. I fell asleep around like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Is this, is, it, is, uh, this same, is this the same friend that was uh took a picture of you on Facebook? <laughs> no, 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 not that. No, no, no friend. Oh, okay, because I've 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 caught I've caught D with a couple of his friends on a couple of occasions. It is always it, me. I always catch him. I don't know why. Being the heat, wait a minute, did he turn into the belty? Did you just go into your heel side? I feel like because Brian H isn't here yet, somebody's gotta be like, you know, all you fans throwing throwing all this trash in the ring can stick it, brother. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm putting I'm putting D on blast on national TV. I'm just asking because I caught you a couple times with some friends. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> bro, I caught D. I said, "Bro, what's what's oh, up?" Oh man, Real, realness, don't stop, man. That's just that's exactly. Hey, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Just, but, but that's no, good. Man. Man, sounds, sounds like sounds like you enjoyed yourself, man, on your birthday. Definitely now, did. Man. Now this is the part with the belt king. Supposed to ask you a random question, but we all know it's not that random. He's going to ask you a belt right. question, right? Absolutely. Why do you say I'm going to ask him a belt question? Why would you think that's, that? that's all you do? <laughs> you know, he's why do you think I would ask him a belt question? Usually, what we do is oh, just let you know, ask him a question, man, and just let the people know. We all know it's going to be a belt question, it's never not a belt question or something pertaining to close to a belt or something belt related. But go ahead, I'm sorry, I'm being a sport. I'm going to ask a belt question just for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you could retire one current championship. And oh, bring boy, one back. Which one would you retire, and which one would you bring back? Hmm, interesting, man. Uh, retire. I probably would retire the uh, women's tag bouts. Now, I hate to say that. No offense to them. Oh, that's 
He went straight for it's the like, jumper. He said, "Give it up." It's just, it's just it's like, like man, it's, it's, so he said, "I'm gonna go to." Yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's gone. So we, yeah, we got rid of that. It's just oh, been snake bit, man. So many people didn't had it, got hurt, creative issues. It's just been a snake bitten title, man. It's it's messed up. The NXT Women's Titles was better, man. They they actually was decent, and they they kind of went through. And I would get rid of that one, and maybe I would bring, yeah, I would bring back the NXT Women's Titles for the women down there. I think the women are doing a good job down there. Um, I mean, Tiffany Stanton, B.A. Davenport. You know, they're doing a good job. Uh, the Rock's daughter's got a little ways to go. She's still getting her personality. We got to be patient. I heard some people getting on her. I'm like, got to be patient, man. I mean, it don't, it don't, sometimes it don't take one year. It takes some years, man, to get people really going, you know. But it's definitely there. You can see it. But that would better be the title I get rid of and then the title I bring back. So we have a question for, for the fans. There we go. Casual Wrestlax. What's your favorite wrestler? Or who's your favorite? All wrestler? time. All-time Undertaker, um, that's my guy. Right now, man, um, my favorite wrestler right now. I got a bit, man. I'm on the L.A. night train, baby. Let me talk to you. I'm on yeah. the train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the train, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I've been, I've been on L.A. night since he was at N.W.A. You know, he's in NWA, and then I went back and watched some of his stuff at TNA and Impact, and I was like, yeah, this guy got it. Speaking of NWA. When they gave him a mic. Yes, sir. Right, right, right. now, I'm the NWA United States champion, right, in this particular moment. That's where I'm at. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, you've been holding it. I was waiting to see if somebody was going to notice it, but yeah. you've been holding it. You, but you know, the, you know the Belt King noticed it. This is, you know, some people think they're too good for certain buses. Say, I need to upgrade. You know, I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to talk about the Belkin or anything like that. That's, but some that's some people. That's not some, how that goes. Some people go, I need to make room for things, man. But uh, That's exactly you know, how it goes. And, you know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of NWAs right now. And I'm not talking Ice Cube. Right. Anyways. Nobody <laughs> put you to Ice Cube. <laughs> I have said I need to make room. Yes, absolutely. I have said that a couple times. I need to make room. And guess what? Some things need to find new homes. And then and, somebody and, said, well, I have a home. And guess what? Oh. I still have a home. <laughs> I, have, I still have a home. So, oh, yeah, man. But uh, LA night, you say LA night. I think, um, I, let me ask you a, a quick question about LA night. Do you think the criticism was warranted from, say, like a Kevin Nash that was kind of like, oh, he's an attitude era ripoff? And it's like, well, uh, is it is it really a ripoff or is it kind of like kind of a modern day attribution or maybe kind of tribute, you know what I mean? Kind of taking the elements of the past, you know, a lot of old time, but saying we supposed to learn from the past, learn from the past. And now you have this guy that's, that's really Eli Drake was, was one of those names that was kind of like, I mean, this guy was doing wrestling on the freaking general commercials or something like, like remember he was uh he was a villain in, in the day car insurance commercials. So you're talking about a guy that paid his dues, a guy that was at NXT, got cut left, did his thing. And now he's finally back. And it's like, well, well, why wouldn't he learn from the past and use, those things that that kind of made Russ in the way it was, and and be successful about it. Was it warranted? Do you think he's a carbon copy, or you know, how do you how do you feel about the criticism that he's received early on? I was disappointed from Kevin Nash on that aspect, man. He was with him in the impact when he was Eli Drake. I mean, you know, they say sometimes what's old is new again, and what he's doing, man, is different. It's it's standing out because no one else is doing it, and it's a great thing. It's nothing wrong to be different. Especially in the wrestling world, because mm -hmm. it stands out. You know, it stands out real easy. You know, we we got to see when we went to um, Ring of Honor, um, Dalton Castle, man. 
Uh, he stood out differently, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the crowd love him. Every time he yes. comes up, the crowd just eats him up. I don't Dalton Castle was somebody I was so confused about. I just never he he who did he remind me? He reminded me of the had, uh, the trainer from SmackDown, Rico. Uh, Rico. Uh, yeah, Rico. Rico, Rico, and uh, Adrian Street. Are we going back? Uh, yeah, yeah like in us, uh, like 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 Simon Diamond mixed with Rico. It, it, it was one of those things where he was so unique you couldn't read him, and right. and he remind he he reminded me of something so seventies. Because uh, that style of like character in men, you saw like in seventies black exploitation movies. You know what I mean? And uh, it was it's something about that uniqueness that kind of catches the attention of the fans, and it's refreshing. And I think we're probably having mm-hmm. and witnessing the same thing with um, L.A. Night, man. But you know, when when you're talking about you uniqueness, man, which we, it doesn't get any more unique than uh, Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of why we're here tonight and um like i said we're, we're gonna we're gonna also get into um um we're gonna get an all in and we're gonna get an all out and we're gonna get the WWE payback but tonight is it's kind of a celebration of uniqueness Wyndham um Wyndham Rotunda such a special uh special special talent that we lost you know our thoughts prayers condolences go out to his family uh, w- words can never kind of describe you know these type of situations and it doesn't make you feel better you know just people just try to offer some type of love and positivity in such a difficult circumstances but today we're here to talk about bray you know um so d what was your earliest memories of bray Wyatt? you know got to you know we all was together and seen him at battleground in 2016 and Yes, seeing that seeing that yeah. entrance, man, is is something unique. I got to see him. I'm trying to think which raw it was. I think he was beefing with Cena. It was during Labor Day, I think, years back. And, and to see him just in the ring, his captivating speech, it's it was it's amazing, man. The way he could talk, kept rising audience, and then we got to see him at Battleground. He had to beef with the New Day. That was pretty electric, man. That was that. I mean, 2016, you go back, was a great year. For the WWE wrestling man, a great year, just just off the charts to the rivalries, the beefs. I mean, I'm gonna go back and look at it when I when I get a chance, man. But that was a great year. And then Bray, you know, left all the Wyatt family, dispersed. Either went on their own to do something great outside of the E and the late um, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, or Braun Strowman really became a star. I know Roy never could find his footing, but hopefully he get there one day. And then. Came back with the Fiend character, man, and that was great. The SummerSlam, you know, that was that was pretty lit. And the Firefly Funhouse, I was kind of like, okay, it's a little cheesy, a little goofy, but Bray Wyatt made it work. I don't think nobody else, nobody else in wrestling could have made that. Yeah, nobody else could have made that work. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Now, no doubt, it's just um, I feel two ways about when I first kind of ran into Wyndham Rotunda, is because. I was a developmental stalker. You say, well, what is that realness? Okay, let me explain. I'm glad you asked. I was the I was the guy that when I found out that everybody was, you know, I, I was just obsessed with wrestling, and I felt like I sh- I probably should have been a wrestler in a different life. So I, when they began to, I think when they first moved to FCW, they began to. That's an excellent point, uh, casual wrestling. Craig did give us some. Um, he gave us great stories. 
I used to look up the developmental guys, look at the rosters, because I wanted to see who was there and who was coming up. And I, I used to look at everybody, and I remember seeing Wyndham Rotunda. He had like long blonde hair at the time. You saw Bo Rotunda. And, I mean, you saw. I mean, you saw everybody. Everybody that we enjoy now, uh, Seamus Oshanzi, yeah. and you know everybody that was in FCW during that time as they were trying to transition out of OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. And uh, I was only familiar with Ohio Valley Wrestling because of um, Tough Enough. You know what I mean? And I, Al Snow and, you know, his association where WWE used to have their previous development, of course, with the guys like The Rock and, not The Rock, excuse me, John Cena and Batista and Randy Orton and that class, Shelton Benjamin, of course, Brock Lesnar. And I remember he debuted a character on the first renditional version of NXT. He was Husky Harris. And the crazy part was, I used to I used to like Husky Harris. I was like, I like him. He's got this kind of smart, smug attitude. He used to put up the Wolfpack sign because he was like a husky wolf. And um, as much as they didn't get that over, I was a fan of Husky Harris, right? And I remember he was on um eventually he joined the new Nexus, you know, when Nexus was falling apart and they added new guys, they added him and they added uh um Mason Ryan. And I was like, man, I like Husky Harris, man. I kinda like his attitude. And then you know Husky Harris just disappeared. Nexus 2.0, wasn't it? Yes, you know, we're seeing Punk is kind of running the ship. We're going to talk about that guy a little bit later, oh too. Oh, boy. Uh, here we go. Don't you and, see anything he's attached to usually turns to... But sorry, I'm sorry I could take you. Brandon hates... He hates CM Punk. He's not a CM Punk fan. I don't know if you noticed it or not. And I hate to... You know, I don't want you coming to the show and be like, well, I wonder why Brandon's got such... A, I'm just going to tell you. He doesn't like CM Punk. And every time we talk about him, he cringes. And I feel like he wants to say so much, but he doesn't. He just... He holds back. He's such a professional. But we're going to see if we can get him to break tonight. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, Husky Harris disappears, and he, and then all of a sudden, it seems like this new character debuts, um, named Bray Wyatt. And you look at that, this guy, he's got like this kind of Hawaiian shirt, he's kind of speaking in riddles, he's got his fedora, and you're like, bro, what's up with this dude? And then it's like, oh man, this guy's kind of got like this creepy occultic leader, yeah, you know what I mean? And 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 you know, by this time, you know, FCW was starting to transition right into NXT. And that's where it seems like Bray Wyatt kind of cut his teeth. And he was down there with um, with Brody Lee, as Luke Harper, like you said, and then uh, Eric Redbeard, Eric Rowan, and the Wyatt family was born. It was such a game-changing scenario. But there, there was a lot of ups and downs with uh, with Bray Wyatt. It seemed like it, it went up, and then it came down, then it went up again, and it came down. Bray Wyatt benefited so much from these long periods of uh, disappearing and kind of reappearing into something else. But um, brother Brandon, what what was your, what do you remember the most about Bray Wyatt when he debuted, when he when he became extremely over, but then also when he became somewhat stale and had and had to have a shift of character, or in his mind, the next chapter of a particular story. What say you, Bell King? So looking at it through the eyes of the noun fan, mm-hmm. I've realized that Husky Harris was a Vince McMahon creation. Where yeah, okay. Bray Wyatt was a Triple H creation. Hmm. And when you look at the whole Bray Wyatt NXT, it started to feel like something different, something unique. And when you add the Wyatt family into the dynamic, and I know I made the joke about the voice with the Bray Wyatt, but it was so, we as fans needed something else. And NXT was a chance for you to birth. If that didn't work, go off TV, come back. Look at, um, uh, the Street Profits, um, Angelo Dawkins. He was there for what five years before something actually stuck. Bro, with him. I'm telling you, I thought he was gonna get cut. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. So now we have something that worked. J- Jason it Jordan was, too. 
it was different. You bring him to the main roster, and they brought him to the main roster, and it didn't, it didn't get over in that capacity because they kept trying to put other things to it. But Bray, you could always tell he was the one, he was the star of the group. And I'm not taking anything away from the other two, but when he came back as the Fiend, I will never ever forget that first entrance when he came down as the Fiend. And I didn't. This is how good it was. I didn't even realize that was the same entrance music. It was just yeah. Triple H. Shop. It was rock version versus the, you know, the guitar playing when the wife. I was like, oh, that is the same song. But the presentation, every, it left me speechless and said, I don't even care what the man doing the ring at this point. That entrance was worth the wait. All the five five floodhounds that we had saw, and it was like, whoa, this is crazy. Because every every Monday I wanted to say, okay, what are you going to do next? What's, what's next on the Firefly? And he always seemed like the person that could be that wrestler without the title. Mm-hmm. Happy moment when he won a WWE championship because I was like, I don't care if he was a transitional champion. The fact that he was able to hold on to it and put his name in the record books, he's a WWE champion. But my biggest thing was The Fiend because I was like, this is just something different. It was him on his own. He didn't really have to sit there and showcase Eric Rowan and um, Braun Strowman and Luke Harper. He could literally just be him. And that's what I liked about it. And I think once we got him, we saw what we were getting. And anybody can say, because, I mean, for who keeps us for six months going crazy over some QR codes and some background? Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. We were doing the same thing in the 5 5 Funhouse. All right, what is he talking about? Did I miss something? Let me go back and rewatch this. Wait a minute. He said you. Wait a minute, huh? And and I know I'm taking a lot of time, but when every time he appeared. No, you're good. On we're good on time. When he appeared on the paper, it was something different. Like, I I still laugh when he fought the Miz. If you go back and watch, when he fought the Miz as Bray Wyatt, and he had the sweater and the pants, Miz's face was like, what is this guy doing? Why is he? Why Is he serious? This is who I'm wrestling. Like, the Miz didn't know he was fighting Bray. He might have thought he was fine. Fighting the Miz. If you go back and watch it, it's the funniest thing because the Miz, I don't know if he's just that good of an actor, but I'm going to say the Fiend, highlight. Brother Hugh, what did you think about um? What did you think about his transition based off what he said? Uh, what Brother Brandon was talking about his transition from the Bray Wyatt to this kind of this cult leader, this I don't even know what you call it, man. And you know what I mean? Into what would eventually become the fiend, right? So, like Bray Wyatt was that way for a while, and it seemed like mm-hmm. he was kind of getting stale. He was teaming with Matt Hardy. It was Matt Hardy had done the broken slash woken character, and they kind of fit similar bills, and they even had a cinematic match. Um, yeah, once again, remember, he purified him and he got rid of the cult leader and the right. fireflies. He was just Bray and Wyatt, the, and then the he, leader of the world. <laughs> eventually, eventually, Bray Wyatt eventually goes away. And then I remember talking to uh. Brian H. And I was like, bro, what's going on with Bray, with, with Bray Wyatt? Because all of a sudden, D, he just has this random moment, right, where he's like tweeting like, I'm so sorry for what I've done. I need to be a better person. I was like, oh, sh- did, did, Bray, did, did Bray Wyatt find Jesus or something? I, was, I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I said, oh, maybe he's changed his life. Good for him. It's not the first wrestler. I'm glad for him. But then, you know, but he was kind of a he was doing some old school gold dust stuff. Remember, gold dust was Dustin Amen. Rose. He kept saying he is set to return, and you know what I mean. And yeah. then you know, it was talking about gold dust the entire time. You know, it's, it was one of those situations. And then you know, before we got the fiend, Bray Wyatt kind of returns as this kind of uh, Mister Rogers character. 
and 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 we had the Firefly Funhouse. You know what I mean? And right. um, yeah, that Dylan, you're probably right. I I I got emotional. Um, the 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 package that they showed um the night after, but I'll get into that in a second. But um, but yeah, man. So I I, I was so confused, and yet I was like, man, this is so new. How how did you feel when you first uh saw that brother Hugh when he went from what we knew as Bray Wyatt, you know, and he was kind of you know the the um his brothers had kind of gone their separate ways and you know because they eventually they will become the bludgeons the bludgeon brothers which i thought was one of right. the underrated underrated tag team we didn't talk oh, about them God, the other night so on your show the bludgeons right. we didn't talk about the right. bludgeons on your show bro uh bell king you know and, but then Bray Wyatt. i'll tell you why in a minute but continue okay so um don't forget please because this is going to be good we got to get inside for the bell king and and I remember just saying to myself, like, man, this is such an awkward transition, but it was so unique. And I just remember wanting to say, like, bro, that's where is this going to go? This is creepy. You know what I mean? Oh, good. My fault. My fault. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I remember just being like, why is Bray Wyatt coming back as this, as this Mr. Ryder's character? Something's up. He's like, I'm not what I used to be. I was wrong. I was being, and then you hear the little kids' voices, and then the puppets. I was like, yo, this is creepy. Let's see where this goes. Well, how, how did you feel when you first saw Bray Wyatt? kind of return in that form versus the way he was before when he kind of took some time off well first of all just from, from the beginning bray Wyatt was always captivating to me because i know y'all gonna hate me for saying this but uh he reminded me of kane. kane i knew kane. it i yeah, knew exactly. something about kane like, he was gonna he say was something just, about kane. it was just mysterious he was creepy like you said like it, it was always he always kept you guessing his character always kept you guessing he was you think he's going to do something he does something else completely just crazy um, he always had this supernatural feel to him. So I always gravitated to those type of characters, your Undertakers, your Canes. And then Bray Wyatt came along. It was doing somewhat of the same thing. But with him, he's speaking in riddles. And he that's very captivating to me because I'm always trying to figure out like solutions and just figure out different things about, you know, what's going on and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I, gravita I gravitated towards him um, right away. Uh, I did not like that whole transitional period with him and Matt Hardy. I got it to an extent. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. eh, uh, they, okay. they, they, they were trying to like re revitalize something that kind of, you know, kind of ran its course a little bit. Right. And it the was whole too time I was just... for that Matt Hardy for the deletion because he had such a great run on the indie scene. Now, if it had been now that you were trying to do that, I would say, okay, oh, he went back to his old gimmick. That's cool. Kind of like when the Hardy boys go back to being the Hardy boys, it's like, it's cool because it's not always... And if it's time passes, then you're like, oh, yeah, we kind of missed that. And you also, you also got to remember also, you know, it, when the, during the, the final deletion and stuff, you know, Vince didn't give them the, the full creative control as they needed to really, you know oh, what absolutely. I mean? Mm -hmm. It seems to me that was always a back and forth thing with Bray. You know, he had a reputation of really, really pushing for his ideas. And it was always seems to be very restrictive. I mean, I, I think he would have had a, an opportunity to really thrive. One thing that, that I noticed with Bray Wyatt, Brother D, is that he was such a, a captivating storyteller. Oh, wait. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Worldwide in the house. <laughs> Jack Daniel. <laughs> What's good, y'all? How y'all feeling? Ladies and gentlemen. The Jack Daddy, Brian H. Waters, has stepped into the building. You're here on time, Brian H., because I'm sure you've been listening backstage as we've been trying to get going. But we've just been talking about uh, Bray Wyatt and his career. And we'll talk about that transitional period between what we knew as Bray Wyatt and uh, him transitioning into uh, this Mr. Rogers-style character, which would eventually 
show another side of him, the fiend. Mm, yeah. Yeah, man. That what, was, what, uh, what, what do you mm-hmm. remember the most about that, Brian H., about that moment in particular going into that transition? Um, It was weird because if you remember, you and I talked about this. Shoot. I can't even remember the year, but you remember when they was doing a lot of creepy stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. when that started to become a thing with the kids. Yeah. And then that he Momo started, and all that kind of stuff. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. And then it was shortly after he started doing similar stuff, but he he kind of like went there and I was like, whoa, let me dial it back a little bit. You know, obviously <laughs> him being a father. Right. He, you know, he knew. Um, so it was something to get used to. But you know, we had seen the other Bray Wyatt character in 2017 become WWE champion. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I was I, at that. I, I was at your house when when Bray Wyatt yeah. became WWE champion. We was watching uh, we was watching Elimination Chamber, and, uh-huh. yeah. and John, Jonathan was in the other room. Brian H. Uh, I got to tell us a quick story about my nephew. <laughs> so we was watching it, and so, somebody also was there with us, and and she was trying to ruin it because she kept talking about AJ Styles' hair looked like he was in a shampoo commercial, so on and so forth. It was it was like dude. So so then so then Jonathan he put Jonathan to bed because Jonathan had to go to sleep early, yeah. <laughs> and Jonathan was in like he's literally in the other room, and like we're out here, he's there, he can kind of hear it, and Jonathan's like coughing, he's like <coughs> <coughs> like he was having chest problems, right? And all of a sudden he goes. <coughs> my chest <laughs> real loud and brother trying to go to bed i said come on man my man just want to see Bray Bray wide uh, he was trying to come out there and get some treatment for his uh congestion he had in his chest mm-hmm. and he had to make sure that you know his people knew that he was coughing and he didn't need to come out there and get situated but sorry brother i just no, that, memory, was... that memory's always stuck out to me ariana Ar- 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 was just a baby she was she was she was already yeah. out she was gone well she was two yeah that's what i said she yeah. was sleep already right when you put her to bed she, yeah. she went to bed Right, <laughs> Jonathan wasn't with none. He was up there. He he needed to get some yo. Vicks vapor rub so he could just come in the room real quick to see what was going on. Yo, it's so funny. Like I ain't trying to be blasphemous, but you know Bray had soul, and yeah, he did. He, um, well, he definitely yeah. did. He has a lot of dust in him, man. Yeah, he had soul. And, yeah, and you look at it that night. <laughs> he won the championship the same night Naomi won the championship. Uh, the day before, brother Hugh and I was at WSU when Kiara Hogan won the Spirit title. And we got the first interview right here on the wrestling realm. Uh, go into the archives and check that out. Uh, but that you, you just talk about a night. Um, but yeah, you know, watching them and being at WrestleMania the following month or two months later, and he did that creepy stuff with the uh, maggots and whatnot. And it was like, all right, Bray, this ain't really hitting. But I really enjoyed the um, stuff with Matt Hardy. I know Brother Hugh said he didn't. I actually enjoyed that. I thought it was uh, fun because we've seen what Matt Hardy was doing over in um, Impact. And, mm-hmm. and I remember my uncle uh, texting me. He said, all right, it's time to get woke. It's time to get broken. But, you know, he couldn't say broken. So they went to woken. Woken. Yep. Yeah. So um, but, you know, watch the transition of Mr. Rogers character. I said, OK, well, clearly he's somebody who has like he wants to tell stories. He has this mindset and it's. You want to see where it's going to go. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I read this long piece from Mick Foley. If y'all get a chance, check it out on his Facebook page mm-hmm. where he goes in depth about when he became the fiend and, you know, when he got to apply the mandible call. Oh, call. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, just giving him his blessing. So, um, yeah, man, you know, I mean, so many great things. And it dawned on me. I was like, wow, I didn't realize I was there when he changed the belt from red to uh, 
Blue. Blue. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wasn't. That was during the uh, pandemic, wasn't it? I wasn't. A fan. No, twenty. No, it was right before. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Right. Yeah, November twenty nineteen. Um, we have the American Heart Association conference in Philadelphia, and um, Ooh. you know, he changed it. And yeah. so, uh, overall, like the the transition, it, it you know, like the thing was, man, I was really excited to see what was up next. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you always think about, like, his mind was just unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And then you heard, like, him working with Rob Fee and Rob Fee, somebody on um, who's in Hollywood. So it was just like, oh, man, this is about to be sky's the limit, you know. And like you used to always say before, like, you just didn't trust AEW with that character. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was afraid. No, no, no. It, now, the video package would have been really good. I think the AW does an excellent job with their video packages and stuff like that, and promos and vignettes and stuff. But mm-hmm. everything else, I don't know. But um, but 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 brother D, let's talk about um, let's talk about some of our favorite uh, Bray Wyatt feuds. What what were some of the ones that kind of stood out to you the most? The ones that you enjoyed the most, whether it be the presentations, the stories, etc. I gotta say the John Cena one, man. Um, really? Yep. I thought all, all of them, even the Firefly Funhouse match, mm-hmm. that thing was that thing was great, man. <laughs> that was magnificent, man. How how he just really got in the brain of John Cena. I almost thought they could have turned Cena for briefly a little hill. That was the last chance I think we had. I was disappointed in that match, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna let you finish, but there's a very specific reason. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I thought they could have when Cena would have came back, could have been started questioning himself. They really could have picked up where Bray had, had led them, but they just, it just—it was, was almost like, okay, the match happened, Cena's back to normal, boom. It's like, man, they could have told a, a real great story there. Bray laid a foundation they could have told. Um, Finn Balor, I think the Finn Balor matches is really good. Hmm. I don't think we never got that demon Finn Balor against Fiend Bray. I think that was really – I think Bray had got sick, right, and they had to substitute him with AJ. I thought that really would have – I think that really would have been a home run. Mm-hmm. Just overall would have been a great home run. And his uh, his fear with the Undertaker and Kane. I know he didn't win the Undertaker ones really. I don't did he win any? No, I don't think he did against Undertaker. I know he beat Kane a couple times. But, <laughs> oh, brother, he should be here to hear that part. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was, great. <laughs> it, was it was great. It was great storytelling. You know, Undertaker really lend a lot to that character. You know, he wanted to get Bray over. Seemed like he did. And last but not least, the Shield and the New Day. I mean, the Shield against and the New Day robberies with uh, oh, man. the Wyatt family. They was oh, great. Man. I watched that oh, clip. They with Nate, brother. That, that clip when the Shield and, uh, and, and the Wyatt family was ready face off for the, the first roof time. roof popped off. I don't know where they was at before that WrestleMania. I, I mean, it was, uh, was it No Way Out? I think it was don't No Way Out. Like don't that. even remember. That's the crazy part. We watched so much goddamn wrestling. I mean, I know, right? But it was, I mean, the roof exploded. I, I, I like, watched that. I watched that early and I was like, yo, what is going on? And that period should have should have lasted longer too. It only lasted that that couple weeks. But I think that's the last between well Bray Wyatt. His feuds didn't last long and they really didn't get revisited either. No, they never outside of the Cena one, you're right. They they really didn't get revisited. But Cena different people when he fought Cena. Think about it, he was the co leader at one point and then he was transitioned to the fiend in the second one. But he really didn't revisit his feuds. It was like once he was done, he moved on to the next match. Yeah. You know, we want to thank Kane, by the way, Hugh, since you're back on being a sacrificial lamb for Bray Wyatt. We want to thank him. Yeah, he missed it. Thank you. 
he entertained it a whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> he was a sacrificial lamb, and we appreciate that. We really do. Uh, got the character. Hey, I appreciate. But I'm gonna say this one thing about the P. I love yeah, when. Remember when he used the lights used to flicker and everything was going off and he would appear. Mm -hmm. The yeah. best one is when Jerry the King Lawler. Yes, he was like, "Oh, I know this is. I'm out." Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was the only one. He was like, "Nope." He was like, "I'm gone." You talk. You talk about when he uh when when he returned after um being out for so long. Yeah, he was yeah. in the ring or something, and the lights went off, and then he was like, "Nope, I know no, it flickered." He was like, "Nope, I know what this is." That was uh that was extreme rules, wasn't it? After the uh Seth Rollins and um uh what do you what call it? it? Seth Rollins. He yeah. wasn't in the ring for all I know is I remember that one part. He was like, Nope, I'm out of here. They, they were sitting at the comments, they were sitting at the commentary and like, nah, not it. But uh <laughs> but um no, I, I think uh I, one of the favorite few that I liked uh, to what you said, um Brother D was the um his I, I really enjoyed his feud with Randy Orton. Because they, they did it, they did it twofold. I feel like the second time it didn't really get the finish that it was supposed to get because of uh, just everything that was going on. Yeah, the, that second was a little funky. The, the the time off that he had, and I remember uh, the first one was very deep because it's the first time we got deep with the whole sister Abigail. I thought we were going to finally figure out what was going. Bray Wyatt was the ultimate mystery to me, and, and to this day, and, I, and I, I'm so hurt that I'm like I feel like I still don't have answers, and. It's like uh, I felt like we were finally going to figure out who Sister Abigail was. Who was this influence that he's saying Sister Abigail that's causing him to do these things? And remember, mm -hmm. they had that match where Randy Orton burned the house down because you know Matt Hardy had was doing, you know, all his deletion stuff on Impact. You know what I mean? Right. He, right. he kind of Matt Hardy's an innovator. He's like introducing that whole right. cinematic movie space, you know, and, and adding mm -hmm. that to the show. Right. He doesn't that social media and stuff like that, and uh, you know mm -hmm. all the stuff that he did to kind of use it. And I remember saying to myself, man, this is really, really good. I think we're gonna figure out what's going on with the sister Abigail thing. And of course, someone as sadistic as Randy Orton was the one to um to pull it off, man. But um there there were so many moments, but I I do remember where were you guys mentally and emotionally when the pandemic hit and you found out that Bray Wyatt had got released? Uh it sucked, man. It really, really sucked, you know. What, 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 what were you thinking when he got released? I was nobody like, was safe was, at wow. that point. I said nobody was safe from a release. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. That's the only thing I remember saying of date because it was right around. Did he get released first? Then Braun Strowman or Braun Strowman? Then he got released in July. He got. Um, he got released. He got released on first cuts. I believe. Strowman was champion when he got released. We was doing that Strowman era. Yeah. Because remember, but Strowman, Strowman held, came after him, right? Mm-hmm. Because Strowman yeah, I held the belt. Thinking, nobody was safe. That's all that's when Roman was, Roman went home. Yeah, yeah, Roman had to go home for a second. See, I was, I guess I'll say this. I first I heard about it, <laughs> I guess I'll say this. I was like, then you know, you hear that he say, she say, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first time I heard potential health problems. Really, I, mm -hmm. I, I heard it was a budget issue. I heard he was making too much money and he wasn't really there. And he, he, he was, he was, I heard, this, I heard he was. He, you know, he was already on hiatus as it was, you know what I mean? Mm. And I and I, yeah. I heard, you know, it's hearsay. He was on his way back and he was gearing up for like, all right, I'm gonna make my return. But then they were like, you know, pandemic hit, and that was, you know, they was they were trying to recoup all that money. And they yeah. I you know what I mean? I, I don't know what the real truth is, but that's you know what I mean. But exactly, you know, 
he, but I remember them. seeing that. I was like, yeah, nobody's safe. I said, at this point, they can release anybody if they got rid of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and then turn around Braun Strowman. I said, wait a minute, he's like a mascot. Like you getting rid of the big beefy guy. Like that's the that's right. the, Braun got released at the beginning of the Nick Khan era, um, and 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 that's when it was like with him, it felt like Nick Khan was just trimming. But they said they, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I they, Triple H said that was all his call. He you know he tried. I don't know if he's trying yeah. to protect Nick Khan, but. Braun Strowman said they told him, "Look, man, you're making too much money. Like we got it, we got to recoup." He was making like he said he was, he had just signed a deal for like 1.5 million dollars a year in like less dates, and they were just like, "Eh, like we got we like you're making too much money right now. This is a bad time." And you know he sat home, he did his yeah that uh thing he did with EC3 to control your narrative, narrative. and everybody left him. That's that uh saying over. Yeah, I mean EC3 is not NWA champion. That's Brandon's favorite brand of professional wrestling. Yeah. But um funky title match overnight. Let's just say that. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked time. about much NW. Only NW we talked about is this is this NWA championship belt oh, that I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, yeah man. Cook. <laughs> yeah, but they always do though. You ever notice yeah, that? Yeah, and, and, Camille, eight hundred plus title day reign before dropping the title. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's I don't know. Derek Bateman. <laughs> wow. They call him Derek Bateman. But one of the things that I remember about Bray Wyatt is uh, I I remember. Um, first of all, the Fiend was amazing. The duality that he always had, such a creative mm-hmm. monster, such a creative beast in the business. And then I I remember the day when I found out that they resigned Bray Wyatt and he was making his way back. Yeah. And um, his return, man, it just um, it's just different, man. It's just Bro, you so, it was, investigation. I, I, that was the, I, the first. Oh, oh, wait, that was the second. That was the one you said you wasn't going to, right? Because well, of what Homeboy did. No, no, well, I, I don't remember. See, this is I, I would, yeah, the second one I wasn't doing because of that one. But I because last first. year it, around this time when we started the clues with the QR, the QR codes. codes, yeah, they yeah. were everywhere because because Triple H had Triple H had just taken over, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we started seeing these QR codes everywhere. And we just started to see a different type of product. And like like Brandon said earlier, man, we kept paying attention to things that literally every detail. I still don't know what I'm the like deal is. in the background. Do you see that? I think I saw a breath. Bro, <laughs> why why is there a car accident in the background? What is what's that piece of paper on the wall? What's that mean? Like you is know, that a trash can? Oh my god, they're gonna throw something in the trash tonight. We gotta watch. We gotta watch it to see what's gonna happen. <laughs> car smoking in Natalia's backstage, and then all of a sudden, it was. They never explained that either. They didn't. Between that and Dexter Loomis, I, it was probably one of the weakest payoffs. But it was it, it, it was a fun experience that we got. And I think when um, Ray White finally returned at Extreme Rules, the way they did it, man, it's um, it was nothing short of amazing. Uh, now, what happened after that didn't make much sense either. But that that's that's what Ray White used to do. He used to pull you down these rabbit holes. And I'm like, I'm not doing this again, because we were up here like looking like crazy men. We lost an investigation. WWE stole it, and you know what I mean. And, and you know we did whatever we could. But I'm gonna go ahead and play this clip of uh, this is a clip that we showed early on before. But this is um, this is a fan video of um, and it's attributed once once we play it. It's a fan video. I, I, we're gonna play it, and, and D, I want to get your thoughts on just reliving this moment, man, and just how it makes you feel. And the fan video is so much better, is because you actually hear what the arena sounds like, like like. You go watch clips online through YouTube and you can see like you hear it from the television perspective. 
but just the sound inside the arena makes a huge, huge difference. So we're going to play this quick real quick, and then we're going to get your thoughts as we kind of wrap this up and kind of move on. And um, as we continue to still celebrate Wyndham Rotunda and Bray Wyatt, but we're going to jump into uh, all-in reviews, uh, the CM Punk incidents with Jungle Boy Jack Perry and uh, just WWE Payback. So um, here we go. How does it make you feel, brother? Man, that was a great moment there. I know Tommy Dreamer was talking about it the other day on uh, Busted Open. Him and Sandman, he was saying that – Sandman was saying that he had the, the top pop in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's like, maybe ECW, but nothing was like Bray Wyatt, man. Nothing. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. Look at that chair. Take I, and it's take, funny that, take that on the cruise and smoke it. No, let me stop. No, nah, I gave it to my daughter. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I might have to get this one back. <laughs> oh man, I, I I watched that clip, man. I still get emotional about it, man. Yeah, it mad, was. I think I deleted mine out of my phone to make space. Oh, I hope I, it's man. back. It's gotta be. Maybe backed it's backed up. up. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because I was good, like, good. man, like I'm I'm gonna go Oof. back and watch that whole clip. I know we we cut that down for condensing purposes so mm -hmm. we wouldn't get flagged or anything. But man, I'm gonna go back yeah. and watch that clip. And it's like, how, how, how about how about the speech after uh that though? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see where they said he was nervous? It was all real, like straight from the heart. Yeah, you could tell. It was definitely a, a real straight shooting promo. You know, that, it, that was a great moment, too. It, it's it's one of the lasting moments in his legacy, his career, man. And um, um, shout out to WWE and the tribute that they did to um, Wyndham. I, I remember I was with my uh, I was with my child earlier. And I was telling them, I said, man, hey, you know, they, they're probably, I don't know if they're going to do SmackDown tonight, buddy, but they probably do some type of tribute to something. And he was like, Wayne, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm like a little emotional, man. I might cry. I said, it's all right, man. You can go ahead and go ahead and let, you know, go ahead and cry. You know, don't you, like, it's, it's all right. Like, we, you know, certain things you, you, as a man, you're allowed to be emotional about, man. It, it, this is one of those mm -hmm. things. And I remember, um, man, it was just one of those nights. Uh, SmackDown had started and it came on. And um, the girls was watching something, and they were taking too long to turn it on. So I ran upstairs. I said, y'all taking too long. And I didn't want to miss anything. So I turned it on. I, I turned on SmackDown. And uh, they put it on there. They talked about, um, you know, you, you saw the graphic. And it's just like, it's a gut punch as it is. 
and I'm watching it, and I just felt myself get emotional. And I remember what my son was telling me, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't let him go through this moment by himself." And I literally went, I literally ran down the steps, and he was sitting in the chair on his iPad. You can tell he was trying to kind of ignore it a little bit. And I just grabbed him, and I just I wrapped him in my arms, and I just started patting his shoulder. And he just looked at me, and he just started tearing up, and we both just started just kind of crying. And I was just like, "Yeah, I wasn't prepared for this him, right?" Uh, y- yeah. You know what I mean? First, first, you know, real wrestling, wrestling death of his generation that he, you know what I mean? That he had, because that was one of his guys, you know what I mean? Like Bray Wyatt was one of his guys. And um, he gives his Bray Wyatt action figure way more attention now than he has in in a little while. And uh, we just, we had that moment. And I was like, I don't want my son going through this on his own. You know what I mean? And I, I think I might've started crying first and then he started crying and I, and I couldn't take, I was like, man, this is, I don't do well with death as it is. And I was just like, yeah, man. And and I was uh and Brandon was like, um, man, that was a, a wonderful tribute. And I was like, man, I wasn't ready for it. He's like, what do you mean? What was wrong with it? I said, nah, it wasn't nothing wrong with it, man. I just I got emotional, like, dang, you know what I mean? It's it's so many um so many questions left unanswered, man. It was so so much more for that character to really dig into, man. It's just uh, really sad and unfortunate that he um that you know he uh he lost his life due to um some whatever medical um conditions that he had man but you yeah. know we we will always we will always we will always celebrate the life of uh Wyndham Rotunda to us known as Bray Wyatt and um like I said it just seems appropriate for us just to give him you know one more round of applause man so definitely shout out to Wyndham Rotunda known to us as one of the most creative minds the industry has ever been blessed to even be a part of. Bray Wyatt. All right. See, we got through that. No tears or anything. <laughs> it was it was getting close. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I, I had see, to look away I, and I see Mark Merrill on my screen, so that'll make you laugh. Yeah, I, I save all the emotional stuff for the end because I knew we had that one last moment. We'll have a moment of silence and we was gonna move forward, man. Oh, Brandon, buddy. Hey, shout out to the homie Brianna, Brianna JTV watching that all the way from Alabama. Hey, one shout of the best sports journalists and wrestling hey. minds out there. Well, there you go. It's nice to see people from uh from all over the place join us for this conversation. Now it is. Now, now, D, like I said, usually you know when we have a party, man, we we jump all over the place, and you're a good brother, like I said. So, we're going to transition into something that was relatively monumental. AEW. Who who would have thought the AEW would hold the record for the largest uh largest stadium attended event in professional wrestling across the pond? Aid attended. Make sure it's paid, 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 paid attendance because that's 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 crucial. AEW all in 80,000 plus, close to 81,000 plus fans packed in Wembley Stadium to see Brandon Guy's favorite wrestler, CM Punk, go against his longtime <laughs> Ring of Honor rival in Samoa Joe. First of all, how did you enjoy the show, and what do you think about AEW in a short time breaking such a monumental record in all of professional wrestling? I mean, first of all, it's a great achievement for uh, the Tony Khan man, as I like to call him, and um, 
the company there. Um, Tony, God, Tony Khan, man. The, the con man, you know, it's a great achievement. Um, overall, I gave the show a 7.5 out of 10. I thought it was a very excellent show. You know, some stuff, of course, I'm like, nah, but I thought the early part of the show was really good. And of course, the main event was was exciting. And MJF is definitely, man, he's he's definitely, when they had the, that ESPN poll, he's definitely number one in that age group, man. He's definitely the man right now. And All right, he's DJ. bringing out so many emotions. Well, your ratings are better. So, real quick. Oh, wait a minute. Kurt Angle got a five star match in your book. Come on, man. Multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. You know, you know. I don't want. I don't want to get started with Mouser. I don't want to get started with Mouser. The 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 give everybody that he like. Let me. Okay, never mind. So no, you're right. No, you're right, Brian. Say the way you made a comment. I'm gonna say I did see them doing it because all of the chips were in line for them to be Adidas. Mm-hmm. They have yep. a great product when he can showcase it. Mm. And you talk about when, is last, when is the last time oh. a wrestling company has did anything in Wembley? Bingo. Yeah. yeah. So he had a great Smart. a great time doing it. I mean, it was a perfect time to do it because the overseas market is dying for wrestling. And he big time. he saw it, he said, Well, I'm gonna go here. WWE going there, I'm gonna go here. Because let's be honest. If it wasn't for New Japan Strong, New Japan, well, IWGP probably would have a bigger presence because we would get to see it more like, oh, it's a event coming to the United States. But mm-hmm. now that we have New Japan Strong, we've kind of like plateaued off because you can go see a show anywhere in the United States. So I, I, I think he was very smart. I think that he should just shut up and count his money. Um, He's got plenty of it. His, and control his wrestlers because mm-hmm. clearly... You gave this man a whole show, let him pick everybody out, and he's still he's still starting fights. And I, I'm not trying to be funny. I love what Brian A. said. Um, <laughs> Jack Perry had it coming, but just like if a kid is arguing with you, you gonna argue with a kid and try to fight it and choke out. Come on now, if you <laughs> let's call it what it is. You're mm-hmm. the professional. You're the expert at this. And another reason. That something great has been overshadowed because he wanted to make sure he was the spotlight. Come on now, we should be celebrating all in right now. We should be celebrating celebrating all in, but guess what? Anytime you go to anything, oh, let me tell you about what happened backstage. Oh, great. I just want to know. I just want to know, was that really worth it, Jericho, to have you sing yourself to the ring and you really didn't sing? You just got a paycheck. yeah, say you Judas don't... sang in front of ninety thousand people. That's all. What do you mean he did? You what do you mean he didn't really sing it? He did sing it. Uh, he 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 sung something all right. What all right. <laughs> did, did y'all get? Is part of my uh, tardy? Did uh, realness? Did was you able to obtain footage of the fight? I asked it, it, your crazy part is <laughs> <laughs> Brandon asked the same. Brandon asked the same thing. I asked him that. I forgot all about the footage. Look, like, let me I tell you. Like, I feel like we had the footage, and I feel like mm-hmm. I just didn't pick it up. Yeah, but you know, cause uh, back in college, man, you know, the realness, man, he used to, he used to get all the footage, and, and it had to be right. So I, I didn't know if he had an opportunity to get the footage this time. No, I, I, I did. I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to. Uh... Oh, my bad, Dylan. Eighty-one thousand paid attendance. Oh, okay. So there. Did it is. Say that I ain't like gonna put on times. the screen, but y'all see some of these comments. I am dying over here. <laughs> yeah. Do you see some of these comments? I've watched the comments all day, brother. 
<laughs> Wait, this I had to put this one up there. Well, I celebrate all it. We didn't get to see half of it. <laughs> I'm just, I, I wish that we could be celebrating because, like, and mm-hmm. this is, I'm going to give you something. I, this is a hot take, Brian. Are we ready to put Will Ospreay in that same category as a Daniel Bryan, a Okada, a AJ Styles, a Kitty Omega? Are we ready to put Will Ospreay in that category? Yeah, that was his worst match. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you said it. Golly, boy. You talking about a hot thing. He had to carry that match. Will Ospreay had to carry Jericho. Jericho, you can't keep up with that man. Yeah, Breakout Stars episode. The realness, that's when I learned about Will Ospreay. Bro, hold on. uh, I remember Will Ospreay and Jay White and ROH back in when they did that. um, that, uh, What was that thing called? Not Worlds Collide, but it was something similar to that. Because he was helping with AJ Styles get the stink off of him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, man. Him, Zack Sabre Jr. And um, I, I, don't, I don't think we like to talk about the other guy, are we? We don't mention his name, do we? That's oh, uh, our show. I mean, we're not putting him over. We just mentioned oh, his Okay, name. okay. Well, well, well Marty Skrull. Yeah, know, when 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 AJ was getting the uh, the TNA stink off of him, as Brian H says, I remember. from you. <laughs> My you fault. Said it on the episode, <laughs> I'm tripping. Season it was, four. It was me. I'm sorry. It was because that's what he was doing. He was on his excursions. All his like Rev, Rev, Rev Pro UK run he had is that's how I got. That's Marty Squirrel and Will Ospreay were like the rivals at the time. And and then you had throwing Zack Saber Jr. And I remember they had a triple threat match it was unreal. And I was like, he was a smaller guy. You know, he was still considered a junior heavyweight yeah. guy. You know what I mean? But um, oh man, that was a hot take. So I, I you get one of these brides for that. Ooh, one. that was, yeah. You get one of those, man. That that was a yeah, that, that was, was a worst match, and that's the biggest. Ooh, thank you. That's the biggest compliment. So that mm-hmm. was the biggest compliment to uh to Will Ospreay. Go ahead. Because he's, how do you have him and Kenny Omega at the last big pay per view do a twenty seven star match, mm-hmm. and then you come down to this Jericho? Why? Why Jericho? Why? I mean, you know, Jericho he had to get in the ring. With, he had to get in the ring with the big name. He had to get in the ring with the hottest. Young in the talent, and, 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 and I, I don't know if you guys did. Did you see Will Ospreay's uh promo before uh All In when he showed up in AEW? Yeah, what, a lot of people liked it. I wasn't, I wasn't really, really a fan you, of it. You weren't, you I weren't was. buying it though, because because this was that was the most I've never seen. I've never seen Will Ospreay's personality. And now that's true. We we have it, so that's why I was. I think a lot of people were surprised at I think it because but... he stays off the mic a lot. He only does the press conferences. He's he was up there like a tough guy, and he was like fired up, and he said some real yeah. stuff. I said, "Wait a minute, Will Ospreay, I didn't know you had this in your bag." I mean, they had uh, you know the uh, the Johnson head. You know, it's a family friendly show, so I won't call him Don Collis the Johnson head. You know what I mean? Really though, and. and and with him being out there, I thought, okay, he's gonna cut the promo for well. He's gonna, you know, do all that work. And they kind of started that that whole thing the week before with Kylas and Jer. It was just it's whatever. But I mean, the road to get to that match was kind of like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the the best, you know, it wasn't the best to get there to the match. And then I actually thought it was one of Jericho's better performances lately. Uh he 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 hung. I ain't gonna say he fully kept up, but he hung. It, it, oh. You know he 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 pulled the wa- look he pulled the wagon he pulled the wa- he pulled the wagon on his on his own a little bit but Will had Don- to kind of lead him come on come on come on old man I mean uh, come on Jericho come on you know you know Don Will Jericho was only there to perform Judas in front of all those goddamn people 
I mean, that was the reason. Show that was the main reason. I can be, watch what I'm going to do. I'm the, Will Ospreay ain't going to go that hard in that matchup. Wait, hold on. Hold on. One second, one second, one second. Okay, there it is. Wait a minute. No, is that true? Do we got it? So we do have it. Okay, hold on. Brothers. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We may, we, we may able to get the footage from uh from this is this is the hold on. This is the this is the, the jungle boy and CM Punk fight, right? This is the jungle boy see uh, right, we oh, got God. it. No, we can run it. Can we run it? Oh god, listen, oh, yo, god. we have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have the, the jungle boy Jack Perry and CM Punk fight backstage. Listen, you gotta see this now because they probably gonna take it down. We're probably gonna deal with some from legal issues, but because you guys are here, watch with us. We have the footage. We're gonna play it real quick, and hopefully, like I said, we're just gonna jump right into it before they, you know, we get flagged. Hopefully, it's in the middle of the show, so they can't take it down. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have the actual footage of CM Punk and Jack Perry getting into it backstage at Wembley Stadium, literally in Wembley Stadium. Here it is. Who's Jungle Boy in that essence? Oh, you know who Jungle Boy is. One complaining about getting they cut it out. Me. They cut it off before the choke. Before he got him up. Him up. Oh man, man, it's, oh, it's we. No, ironically, yes, I, I got raw on from '98. I'm on. I had been started binging the attitude there, and I took a break. But raw, uh, ah, it's my cousin's. Uh, actually, his ninth birthday. Uh, January, I mean June 29th, 98, right? Mm-hmm. Right now is Brawl for All. And I just thought about it. you imagine if Vince Russo was booking AEW. Oh, <laughs> he, he, he would have did a Brawl for All. So CM Punk, you think you can fight or you want to fight everybody? Or he would have got mad at the Young Bucks or something. And they would have had a Brawl for All. Or three stages saw... of um, hell match. Right. Because that's how you solve problems. <laughs> or jungle or jungle boy in a pole match. Yeah, you know, <laughs> now, that's, that's, a dark, uh, hey. that's a dark side to watch. The bro, hey y'all! Oh no, <laughs> um, I, I got an idea for for Sunday, man. They should have immunity on a pole match or immunity ladder match. CM Punk against Jungle Boy, the winner don't get suspended, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the loser gets suspended ninety days. That's that's what it should be. I mean, you're but the problem is, if you think about it from a business standpoint, if all the reports keep coming out. And negative light towards this one guy. Brandon hates CM Punk, by the way. I just want to put that out there as he goes. I'm just, I, I'm yes, just saying. If everything you hear about this guy is negative, I mean, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this in the risk of um, people not liking what I'm about to say. You know, you don't care. Trump has supporter, <laughs> right? Oh, he gonna say it on air. Ooh, Trump no. has supporter. He's gonna say it on air, ladies. He's gonna CM Punk has supporter. If you keep hearing negative stuff about CM Punk, at some point, when are you going to believe the hype? Truthfully. Oh, man. Listen, with, with that being I said, mean, <laughs> did, did anybody... Tell me where that was the wrong line. There's something to it. Like I said, it just, this keeps happening. And, and I'm going to tell you... I'm, I'm gonna tell you, you what. Tell me now, Dwayne, go back to your ROH days. Yes, here we go. CM Punk could not beat Samoa Joe. Correct. All of a sudden, now he'd have beat Samoa Joe how many times? At least what twice now, or maybe twice. 
Should CM yeah. Punk be beating Samoa Joe at any point in time? Let's let's call it what it is. That's that's supposed to be Raven and Tommy Dreamer. That's like Tommy Dreamer is always supposed to lose. Like Tommy Dreamer like beat Raven once. Like and that was the last time that he wrestled. That's how it was supposed to be. Like CM you Punk get what I'm saying? So at what yeah. point do you say, "Wow, we really are pleasing this one man"? He's he's a money maker and he knows it. So b- before we actually go go deep into the CM Punk situation. Because Brandon just already went there. That mm-hmm. did anybody? What was? What was anybody? Did anybody have a favorite match or favorite moment for yes. for AW All In? Brandon, you what was? What was your favorite match? And D, D, go ahead and jump in and tell me what your favorite moment was. That moment, Queen's music hit, and it I was, was about to say the same thing. I thought that was cool when she brought her family out. Yes, yeah. right there. I, I, yeah, felt right I was like, yo, just have y'all seen fighting with my family? Yes. Right. Oh so, my God, like, was, and and I've, was, and I've seen the documentary. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the documentary that the movie was based off. Very good. When she, when yeah, she was signed so with WWE. Right with my family. Yeah. So to see, and, and y'all know, like I was a fan. I watched the matches that her and her mother had. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, <laughs> they wrestled <laughs> like mother and daughter, did they? No, uh-uh. they definitely <laughs> wrestled like they was mother and daughter. If you think Vincent and Stephanie was something, or Vincent Shane was something. Go back oh, and watch them too. They and, were, um, you wouldn't and, think they were related. Yo, she she got her Bruce Hart moment in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Sor- Big Soraya. Uh, and, I said both Soraya now. Yeah, she she got her. You know, you remember Bruce Hart wanted to get get a little punch in this Canadian Stampede match. Mm-hmm. She got her moment in, but uh, I thought it, like that moment, the the match, everything. Like I know it was the shortest match, and I didn't like that, but. For her to get that moment, and it's sad that it's been outshined, but for her to get that moment, you got Mercedes, Monet in the crowd. They didn't shy away from it. It's like, we already know where we're going. We, we just, at this point, we waiting for Mercedes to get uh, her foot and get out of the boot. And, um, yeah, I'll be happy if we can get that as a main event on a PL, uh, a pay-per-view. But um, can Soraya oh, keep up with Sasha Banks? Sure, just. That, Sasha, you didn't. You didn't answer Sasha the. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't answer the question. I'm answering Soraya, for will adjust to her. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Because Soraya right now, and I think it was um, is, I think is it was Crystal or Siendal. It said like she's wrestling scared. She's definitely a shell of herself. She's wrestling yeah. very very safe. Yeah. Which I don't. Which I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. I'm. I love you know, Soraya. Like I you know who's all, like it's, it's it's like Lita, and and, and yeah. granted with Lita. See, Trish Stratus is just on a different level. She but also, her style was different. Lita's style was, was special back then, but now everybody's doing it. Sure. And Lita is not going to do the stuff she was doing before. And, right. you know, so Soraya, that's the thing. But she's a great storyteller still. She's going to make those her. facial expressions. So I, I, I was she, excited for her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Soraya. I don't care what nobody says. She's yeah, I was happy for her to get that moment, man. I fell in yeah. love with her on Total Divas. I I, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you you, like, you held the whole grudge with Sasha for two years. I did. I was beefing. <laughs> <laughs> but did y'all notice think... there weren't that many single matches? Everything was a packed. Fit them on the card. Yeah, get them all on. Get them on there. Get all on there. <laughs> yeah. But I, did y'all, I'm surprised, Dwayne. You didn't say about your favorite wrestler winning another title. Which favorite wrestler are we referring to? Because you know they got thirty titles. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, they do. They got more titles than your case there, Brandon. Yeah. 
And that's a lot of titles. <laughs> I say you talk. You talk about uh, uh, my man uh, Hook uh, retaining or uh, re- regaining back his FTW at zero oh. hour. I don't oh know. no, I'm talking about Billy Gunn. <sighs> I'm proud of Billy Gunn. And I'm happy for him. He is. Uh, he's like a dad working with students. Man, I'm happy for Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Did Gunn's y'all see the new belts? I did. They're pink. I was just like, I, I'm be honest with you. I've never been a fan of those. Don't tag tell me titles. they changed the trio again. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pink. Y'all have a good night. They have scissors. They have scissors at the end of the belt straps. Yeah. And they're pink. Oh, we're going to get them. They're pink. The straps are pink. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. The one time Bro- I didn't watch, what you call it? Brother, Br- Brother, you has plenty of Dolph Ziggler shirts to match them. So. Yep. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I haven't said it in a while. Ziggy job dust. Oh, wow. He's going to kick you out. D hates, he really hates Dolph Ziggler. I I don't hate him, man. He hates Dolph Ziggler. Just like the same thing. I hate what they've done to him, man. You shouldn't even give him credit when he became NXT champion, bro. Oh, yeah, dang, he did. Oh, yeah, see, he legitimized that title and to help Braun go to another level. He, he really did. He did. He did. No, he, you're right, he Braun. He made Braun break it. He was Braun's OG. He did. I can't deny that. Yeah, so I, so so and, and he won't stand it with kicking you off the show. <laughs> <laughs> he said something about Kane already. He said something about Dolph Ziggler. Exactly. D, you running out. Of, you, I, I want I want you to stay with us, man. But now not, you just got to say something good about Hogan. <laughs> look I'm at him. I'm, I'm good. I mean, I mean, it ain't my fault that uh, they tribute him in that CM Punk match, man. Mm-hmm. He got to get it. He might have CTE, man. He got to get his memory right. Man. Seriously, Ooh, maybe. Oh, you, you know who, brother? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Was there any other moments from uh, all that? First of all, uh, uh, I think they, t- they put on a really good presentation. Um, That's the sad part. Because there's yeah, nothing right. everybody's talking about. Eric Bischoff had a point. Right, Eric you're Bischoff right. was not right, wrong man. about what he said. He's like, yo, I don't care how many tickets you sold or whatever. What it looked like. He said the presentation looked like one, looked like a look half what WWE has done. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no big that match feel to it. It was yeah, just a regular AW card. I enjoyed it for the sake of his AEW. Like for a number two company, that's ballsy to put on the to put but on the show. Collision looks so good. They, they, all, all I can say is I love they, Collision, guys. I love it. It looks well, good. It looks totally different than Dynamite. Brandon loves Collision too. It didn't have any big match feel to it. I, I, I will say that. I was like, what's the one thing? Like, oh, we're gonna build up to this, and then you had um because we've Adam, seen them already. Kinda the big matches, you know, Jericho and Osprey don't count. I think, have we seen no, that, because but... because Jericho was not. We knew he wasn't going to be able to keep up with all. Yeah, but anyway. if you if this would like if this would have been Brian Punk for the first time in AEW, even though we've seen that before, it would have felt like a big deal. There you go. Yeah, you know, or yeah. even if it, even if you would have um, Omega and Brian part oh, two, oh, Omega Brian part two, Okada Brian part two. Oh, oh, even Okada Omega. As many times we've seen that match, if you'd have put that match there, it would have felt like a big deal. Yeah, but all your big deals are all banged up because you let them Thanks. wrestle such a reckless style. They got to take all their time <laughs> off. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing, casual wrestler said it best. We've seen all these matches every week. And, and that's the, bro, let's put that on the screen, brother. But that's I'm it. so happy he didn't call, <laughs> no, that is he the didn't truth, call all the New Japan guys and say, come wrestle. You what, get what, what, like, New Japan was... guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know I mean, I mean uh... Kabashi looked kind of washed up right now, man. He was in that six mm-hmm. man. He looked a little washed up. Yo, they're playing the hits that we've already seen already. Like the same guys right. that that's an AW running in from New Japan. The same guys we saw Ring of Honor do the same thing years ago when they had their partnership. So it's like 
eh. like like it was refreshing to see Shinsuke Nakamura stateside before. Like they introduced us to a whole mm-hmm. nother demographic and we became fans of them. And and then and then NXT took all the money from it. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. na- now you're pulling from the same boat. It's still the same Koto Ibushi. You know what I mean? It's still the same Katsuri Shibato. Like it's the same thing. And it's like, eh, okay. It is what it is. But I I think AEW did a good job. Um, but that's just this the fact that you were able to set that attendance. I know Wimby has been pushing for WWE to do, like Brian they said it for that event there. I know they were upset with WWE because they decided they elected to go to the O2 arena instead of actually doing that full-blown stadium show. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm almost sure that WWE is going to try to do something to blow AW out the water. They have to. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, you know how that goes down, brother Hugh. Like, it's, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure Vince was pissed. Like, who? Like, he was. That's, that's the one record. The one professional wrestling record he doesn't have, and, and Tony Khan knows it, and he's getting under his skin because he just loves to play this game. Um, Man, don't sit down here. Nobody's here. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen next with uh, AEW because the CM Punk situation happens. Mm-hmm. He gets into it with with Jungle Boy Jack Perry, brother D. Got into with Tarzan. And, and <laughs> here's here's what I'm confused about. And Brandon said what he had to say, but D, I want you to tell me what you what your two cents about the situation. The rumors are saying like CM Punk hates AEW, so why does he keep trying to come back? Are they really paying him that much? Does he really need the money? It's because he's still the same CM Punk. He wants to be featured. He's he's walking around with the old uh, AEW championship around his waist because he wants to feel like a champion. And he calls himself the real world champion. I don't think that's a Tony Khan idea. I feel like that's CM Punk. Like, well, no, I didn't get beat for it. So I want to have this as a, like, he really thinks, like, him and Samoa Joe are fighting for that championship. It's called the Real World Heavyweight Championship. I was like, wait a minute. This is, once again, you just added another title. So your 30 ones that you have. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, I, I don't know. And now you're including ROH because, you know. Yeah. Right. Early in the night, Adam Cole and, and MJF uh, finally had their double clothesline moment, which was amazing for the 81,000 people. And they became the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. And then they had to fight later on the main event. I don't know. These pink belts look kind of cool. I knew it. See, I'm just saying. It's You'll know, have them next week, guys. You know, so. <laughs> Not a scissoring going on. So it's. <laughs> Hey, well, so hey, I'm, this is why brother Brandon will never cap at belts. <laughs> oh man, he'll never cap at belts. I don't care what anybody say. I put him, put his collection up against anybody's. He's not capping it. He swears he is. And then listen, and if he caps, guess who benefits us? Yep. So, he needs new homes. <laughs> and guess what? I have a home. So. It works out too well. So shout out to uh, AW All In. I, I mean, we could go with you match by match, but it's just like, well, you know, we, we talk no, about nobody these... would talk about that. They would talk about the yeah. fight. This, whose fault is it? Is it CM the Punk's fault or not? I'm gonna stick with Jack Perry. So go ahead, Brian. I, I don't think I don't think we have publicly uh, spoken about why you feel like it's Jack Perry's fault. Because at the end of the day, like when mm-hmm. you got two vets, OGs, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. trying to look out and tell you one thing. You're at fault, you know what I mean, and you want to go against the grain. Now sure. to make that doesn't noise. mean CM Punk is innocent. Tony Schiavone's innocent because he ain't do nothing. CM Punk did, did, did he get jammed up? Tony Schiavone? Nah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You know, reportedly CM Punk said to him, "What you? I you know I can beat you." Okay. What? You're still yeah. Reportedly, <laughs> and then his Samoa Joe had to come to, to <laughs> hey, him. CM Punk. 
You know, it, it, this thing then got out of whack because you know it's more rumors by the minute. They said he got Miro's face, which I don't believe that part. You know, then they said the, they was knocking TV down and Tony Khan got yeah, in front of Tony Khan in front of the gorilla <laughs> position. Yeah, which I think is funny. If Tony Khan watched it, he probably he probably have his line the uh, jack his eyebrows up. Yeah, he probably missed it. He probably was taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, ask me why boy. So I blame Jack Perry because the, the kid is the kid is, you know, out of control. Like, first why do y'all want to use real glass? Right. That's what it's, I don't understand. I feel, I feel like, to take, why did you just take a shot at the camera and say this is real glass, by the way? I'm like oh, I, I mean a river. I feel like, why? What you talking about? I feel like I feel like he did it out of spite. Because CM Punk told him not to do it. He's like, well, guess what? I, I'm tough. Mm. And but you the always... fact is, mm-hmm. where's Somebody the else creative was department? This... Where's all the people trying to protect the wrestlers before they get to Tony Bingo. to say, no, you don't use real glass. If you're going to do a glass fight, this is what we're going to do. Right. Unless yeah. Jericho told him, last time we tried to use sugar glass, it exploded in my hand against CM Punk. So you got to use real glass, kid. <laughs> I don't I know, man. The, the whose fault is it? Is it CM Punk's fault or is it Jack Perry's fault? I, I'm on Brian's side in the sense Jack Perry's the initial person with, with that stupid comment. It's, it seemed like AEW's done something even the WWE could not do. They have made both shows fully separated brands, man. Like CM Punk mm-hmm. and his people's on the collision side. They have agents. They kind of counsel Yo. stuff beforehand. And Dynamite's the Wild Wild West, man. They just do what they like want to the do 20, on Wednesday night. Man. Like the 2012 Ravens. Right. The Super Bowl oh boy! Champions. Oh, no. I got my brother did security for those guys. I got yep. stories. That's true, man. But you see what I mean? Like even like, how do we even get to the point that he was comfortable enough to say that on TV? Like it should right. never be exactly. Exactly. You know, and that's not no Triple H does. Triple H would have made sure it worked its way into a storyline. Mm-hmm. Right there, you go. You make some money off of some money from it, right? They take it too many liberties, and I think it is Jack Price's fault. But I hold CM Punk as being the vet. You think the Undertaker would have did what CM Punk did? No, no. I mean, they even said that the match between him and uh, Joe was in jeopardy, man. Yeah, yeah. I heard that rumor, man. Like, or oh, where's the where's the backstage president be like? No, this is what we're not going to do. Or well, that's well, that's the problem. They don't have one, man. That's the, that's the problem. Thing. It should be Jericho. But I would have loved to see this in the ring. We ain't even get Punk on a promo thing no since. You know what I mean? Like price on it. Price on the NDA. Yeah, no, like, I would I would love to see him do a uh a press. We haven't okay, got okay, okay. you know that's, no, after that last one. Nah, we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said no. Punk did the same thing though. He took a work, I mean a shoot, and put it on camera with him and Paige. Now, granted, like you broke did. it down here on the Wrestle Round Now podcast, Adam Page messed with the money, and that's the biggest issue because. No matter what, CM Punk is still the money. Right, Nobody else has gotten their way up to CM Punk like um, dollars as far as brand yeah. recognition. We can yeah, say mer- all we want about MJF, but he ain't there yet. No, you know what money maker is. Hmm? He can't sell out our arena. He can't sell extra tickets if you announce his match Bingo. on like CM Punk. And I'm not taking it away from him, but it's because he's attached to. Let me see what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. And MJF, you know what you're going to get. But this MJF Adam Cole dynamic is a different dynamic right now. So you really don't know now. So that's selling it within itself, too. Who's going to turn heel first, Adam Cole or, or MJF? 
Gotta be Adam Cole, man. I, I don't trust the situation, bro. Because Adam Cole, I, I watched his interview with Renee, and she and she was like, "Are you sure?" He like zapped her, like, "This is why I'm not doing this, Renee." Like, why can't you just accept that, that people change? At the Roderick Strong, uh, was like, "Man, hey man, you know you can't trust." He's like, "Oh yeah, you know I don't trust Maxwell, man." He's like, "All right, just." And then, and then Maxwell J. Friedman pulls up and goes, "Hey, generic white guy. Hey, Adam. Oh, uh, listen, let's hop in this thing." And I was like, "Come on, man, let's do Adam Cole. I mean, uh, MJF is ridiculous. You called Roderick Strong, gen- hey, generic white guy." But um, but like now, now, now Adam Cole's in love with with uh with MJF, and I'm like, who's gonna turn on here? And and I remember the uh the night previous um Dynamite, uh, he he was he almost put the ring on, was about to hit Adam Cole, and he changed his mind and gave him a hug instead. I was like, come on, man, who's gonna turn on? But anyway, we're not gonna. But now just, they got the belts. So what you gonna do with the belts? Well, I they try to put they usually put like a former Ring of Honor name on it in Adam Cole and Natty Gift once again. It's 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 this is what we should talk about on your show the other night too. We didn't have we I don't think we talked about um doing a tag to show Undertaker and uh Stone Cold. Yeah. I thought so, I thought I thought one of the funniest things that Undertaker and Stone Cold in a tag team chat was that Undertaker had both belts. He would come out with the two tag titles and Austin would come out with his uh yep. his yeah, smoking skull or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, they really were the tag team champs for a little bit before, right before uh SummerSlam. Yo, he held that joint for like three weeks before he uh, before they dropped him. And then like they dropped him the next week after Austin like finally got to touch the belt. Bro, I used to watch that joint. Like he left the belts and take it just used to come out with both of them. And Austin had the only belt that mattered to him. But uh but yeah, man, uh AEW all in. I don't have a real rating for it. Uh D, you say you give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I give it a solid 7.5 out of 10. It was a good, solid show. Like I said, nothing – the matches don't really stand out. Like I said, some of them we've seen. FTR. Yeah, pre- the presentation looked good. It looked like it was a big show. It didn't look mm-hmm. like just Dynamite or whatever that Friday show is in Collision. It didn't look like that. And um, AW now they got all all in. Did, did I get it right? No, all out. My bad, all out. It's all in, all out. I get it all what do you guys think about that situation <laughs> where, where you have one week, one weekend you have a big pay per view, the next weekend you have the, the sequel to it. You got all in one weekend, then you got all out. This was even tougher, you know. They, they, I know the WWE. That, well, uh, I have my methods, y'all. But um, the WWE had what was that Tuesday in Texas? That was Survivor Series back in the day, mm-hmm. and that kind of bombed. Tuesday in Texas did kind of bomb a little bit. Um, Bro, you know the whole but the, that show was. Uh-oh. It was. It was to get. It, yes, it was. It was. It was. You're right, Brian. And, but but in this case, fifty dollars two straight weeks for people. CM Punk's supposed to be on the show. They're in Chicago, he came to be on the show now. It's like the show was based off of, off of him, and it's like it's not there. You're crazy. How's the crowd going to be? How's the crowd going to be? Something. You know, good and well, CM Punk going to be on that show. Come on, man. Everybody I mean, knows that. I mean, he should be. I, I agree with y'all. What they would do is the shows. The difference is see if you can do it already over. They had the network, and now we got Peacock. True. We're not kicking fifty dollars out like you said exactly. every other week. So I think that's going to hurt that buy rate because you had to choose: wow. do I want to buy all in or all out? But wow. really, what's advertised for Sunday? Let's let's think about that. What's really advertised? I know you I got Miro and uh, what you call it. <laughs> you got Merlin Hobbs and Samoa Shane Joe. Taylor and Samoa Joe. That's, That's gonna be the most two, two meaty men slapping meat, if you know what I mean. But listen to what you said Shane Taylor and Samoa Joe, right? Statlander, 
Okay. And uh, oh, yeah, Ruby Atlanta Soho. And, um, Ruby Soho, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's an eight-man tag with the um, FTR and the Young Bucks against um, Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club mm-hmm. Gold, the, the, the frat boys. Yeah. Uh, uh, bloody, bloody Murray Moxley against um, <laughs> against the uh, Orange Cassidy. We know Orange Cassidy's going. The, down. the the orange guy, the orange juice guy. I mean, I like Orange Cassidy. I'm not gonna judge. Did, did did you like Jericho's orange juice match? Do you have Joe Orange Cassidy? God no, that was awful. That was awful. <laughs> just asking for a friend. My that friends, the friend I talk about is Brother Brandon because oh, oh. Jericho's this guy. I was asking oh. for a friend. <laughs> But uh, look, 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 Brandon, no friend. Jericho's been awful since the end of the inner circle, man. It's time for Jericho to take one of them little WWE breaks and come on back, man. Just, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, they're gonna do a, uh, they're gonna do like a Royal Rumble or SummerSlam before Jericho retire. I don't know why you guys are so convinced that Jericho's it, go back to the E. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out. Let me fantasy book real quick. Go ahead, them two, mm-hmm. and they he gonna face Cody, mm-hmm. and the crowd oh. will have a sing off. No. <laughs> 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 That would be fun. The problem is that would be like an EC3 match. Everything before the match is going to be what everybody talks about. And then yeah. the bell rings. Bingo. That's a, and that no. bell had to ring. You know it. Chris Jericho is going to further keep embarrassing Brother Brandon because that's his favorite wrestler. He's embarrassing that man for years now. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, times, you know you, the, the fans don't know how many times Brandon used to go to bat for Jericho. Listen, why don't, why, don't, why don't they just put the bet on Jericho? No, wait, hear me out. Let me explain. He used to, he used to have it fully booked. <laughs> Full blown, like full blown scenarios about how they it could make it work, and I'd be like, Brandon, they can't put a belt on Jericho. Well, why not? It makes sense. I'm like, every answer to something going wrong can't be. Listen, they should have just mm-hmm. why don't why do you not just put it on Jericho? Wait a minute, hear me out. Let me explain. And he's already in his mind, they put it on Cena. I mean, Cena and just Look. Jericho, two different pay grades. That's just- I get that. Jericho. I get that. And then, then they go. You're going to decide whether you're going to sing Judas or Kingdom <laughs> or both. Yeah. Like, the fans are gonna be so exhausted from singing the lungs out. They, they even care how bad the match is. They gonna be sitting back like, "I'm tired, bro. I just sang both they, songs." We're gonna need the rest of the oxygen for the match, man, so he can he can breathe. You know what I mean? They gonna take naps after that match, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not so convinced that Jericho's coming back anytime soon. I like I think he's gonna have gray in his hair by the time he's like, "All right, well, I really can't wrestle now. It's nothing for me." He's to gonna do. cut it again. Ah, he probably might die. Die again. Mm-hmm. Who who knows? We've uh we're supposed to be talking about all in, and uh, I think we did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good presentation. <laughs> now we get all out. Yeah. I'm not really sure what that's about. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Shane Taylor, uh, a ring of honor staple for during that down period, that downtime mm-hmm. where you know they they were just completely depleted as far as talent and guys yeah. like Matt Taven was world champion. Shane Taylor was you know those guys got opportunities to make a name for themselves, which mm-hmm. was great for those guys. Kenny King. Kinnick, yeah, they were um, putting on battles. We was at the cage match. I mean, at the, the ladder match. It was a, a hardcore match or whatever. They just yeah. broke everything. Mm-hmm. Got like Kenny King came back and got an opportunity. Um, so it's, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. But uh, we're going to wrap up uh, with WWE Payback. Um, we're going to do a, do, a, do a quick preview show because it, it is this Saturday. We had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Between uh, you know, I mean, some 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 wrestlers being um transitioning and wrestling around now podcast party, and now we got to do a preview show. And we, we want to say thank you to everybody that's watching right now because you guys have we burned this midnight oil and we know it's it is East Coast time, and uh I'm sure everybody's gonna be hurt tomorrow, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us. We're almost there. 
But um, thank you for you know staying with us as we kind of go into payback. So now we got to preview payback a little bit. We're not going to go too into depth, but uh, gentlemen, so far the match card that we have set up so far, and I think this is usually the, the final list because usually Triple H doesn't try to overload uh, the match cards. But so far, uh, as I see it here, we have uh, Becky Lynch versus um, Trish Trash in a cage match, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be absolutely dope. We have uh, Seth Freak, Seth Freaking Rollins. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship, which I think you're is- back. You're I hope back. they don't drop the ball on that one. I, Shinsuke deserves this, man. I, I shout out Triple H giving everybody runs that deserve runs. Like, yeah. like, and it doesn't mean you have to be the champion. It's the fact that you're even right. put in these matches and situations. So <laughs> Shayna Baszler, Shinsuke Nakamura, like this is where they belong. They believe they belong at least in contention. So it makes them bigger deal, especially Shinsuke. For the World Heavyweight Championship, you have Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's World uh, World Championship. You have Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory um, for the United States Championship, and um, you have Ellie Knight versus The Miz, which is going yeah. To and then it looks like the main event once again is the tag team champions. It looks like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Oh, wow. Now, once again, that might start the show, uh, Dwayne. I think you, man, you, you think so? You think that they'll start? I think with that should that? start the show. I think okay, it's just now, the show. Okay, so that starts the show. What ends it? It's got to be Seth and uh, Nakamura. It's got to be Seth. Unless it's a title change. Now, if it's a title change, then they might flip it. So let me give you my two cents real quick, and I want the brothers to jump in. Once again, I think this is another one of those pay-per-views like, like one of the other ones that we saw recently where I said this is not going to be mostly about the matches. These are This is a storyline PLE, which means that they're gonna be, this is supposed to move the stories into the next direction. These side pay-per-views, side PLEs are the ones that help move the story along. So, like, Ray Mysterio versus Austin Theory, I think LWO is finished. I think either Ray gets kicked out or, or Santos turns heel and goes back to being Legado del Fantasma. And, you know what I mean? Because Ray Mysterio really benefited from um, from Santos's, uh unfortunate injury. And, come on now, why wouldn't Santos want the opportunity to win a championship from freaking his idol? Freaking Rey Mysterio, the guy who yeah. set the bar for, for for lucha and modern day professional wrestling, especially on the main stage, mm-hmm. right? So I, I don't think Ray walks out of there live. I think we get a we get a legit heel turn, and I and I think uh, we see implosion. We finally see implosion with Finn Balor and Damian Priest with the Judgment Day. This is why I think I think it was going to main event. This is still City Street fight, which means there's no rules. So I'm like, uh oh, I don't know what the deal is with JD McDonough, but. I know it's going to have something to do with this whole Judgment Day debacle. They're imploding. Like this is why you can't. Everybody like Rhea Ripley's running her mouth. Like we're the we're the new top faction in all WWE because she knew the bloodline was done, and now they're starting to fall apart. But um, yeah. what do you good I brothers think about this card? So how do y'all feel about not having the bloodline? That's a good pay per view. That's a good. That's a that's a good thing for WWE. It's because I think this is what was missing. Um, being ha- being trying to solve the problem of how do we have multiple main event talent stars without having one person get burnt out from having to start and close the show. You know what I mean? Right. And um, like it, it it was something they got lost in in the mix for about a decade and a half with like John Cena. It was John Cena, Randy Orton. It was Edge. Right. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, but now it's like we, they, they found a way to say, okay, look, we can carry the shows without the, and it, it doesn't seem missed. You know what I mean? We're not going to watch payback and be like, oh, it was flat. They needed Roman versus the same way we look at AEW, like, eh, they need something else on the card. 
But what, what do you good brothers think so far from what you um for what you see? This is a raw heavy pay-per-view. Okay, sure. This yeah. is all like and it's crazy because I'm happy that we have such major stars that you can do it without a Roman on a bloodline. But I think it's going to because now we kind of sacrificing. We don't have an EO. Mm-hmm. We don't have a Gunther. You know what I mean? Like we have other matches at stake, but Shayna Baszler has no matches. She had momentum, and it kind of just stopped. Yeah. Like there's no follow up because there's so many things that we can come back to, and they already kind of spoiled that the tag team titles aren't going to change because I don't know if that match graphic was accurate. Apparently, they're going to Saudi to defend against Indusheer. Or. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know if they already spoiled it that the titles are changing. But well, the, I, I don't know. It's just I think that the tag team match goes first because we're going to keep with that money in the bank and he's got to be in the main event to cause Shinsuke to lose because of his, mm-hmm. oh, I'm about to interfere and, and Seth wins it again. You know, Seth skins out by the hair on his shitty chin chin because of Damian Priest. And that's what's going to cause the uh, just Shinsuke will probably do all the heavy lifting. Like, you're, like you're I, I think, I think yeah, exact. First of all, shout out to my man Shinsuke. That's one of the best videos. I love it. They, they put. You I see, love you it. See how they did my guy. Shout mm-hmm. out to Triple H, man. To meet my guy, seemed like a big deal, not just a, a talented hand. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any particular matches on this card, D, that you're looking forward to seeing the most as far as uh, WWE Payback this Saturday? I'm looking forward to uh, Seth and uh, Nakamura. See how that dynamic works. Uh, yeah, should be a fun match, definitely. Um, that was once upon a time a dream match, you know, for wrestling fans. Yeah, definitely. Definitely was at one time, and hopefully it'll live up to a Saturday. Um, what y'all think about Grayson Waller, man? Because him and him and Thurry's kind of similar, and the heel work a little bit. To me, one needs to be on one show, one needs to be on the other. I know they're trying to get Waller over with, with all his interaction with Legends and his own show and not that much wrestling with him, but uh, he's a, he's an acquired Australian taste, but we'll, we'll see how far he goes. I think he's one of those attractions that you need, one of those personalities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because think about it. It's, it's, I think it's because of what you said. He's that young, new. You know, you got to have the uh, – what was Jericho's show called? Jericho's – um, with Brandy, you know. Brandy what was Jericho's so show? What was, his, what was his show called? Jericho's show. With the Jarek Trod, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, highlight reel, right? Yeah. Highlight reel, right. yeah. It I was just the remember the Jarek three thousand. It was the highlight reel. So, um, you know, I mean, you had the highlight. Of course, it all started with Piper's Pit. You know what I mean? Then right. you like, you know, experimented with the Heartbreak Hotel with Shawn Michaels. You know this, and I think Grace Wild is this next year. We had the Miz, we had Miz TV, the KO Show, yeah, KO Show, yeah, the KO Show. Show was good. Yeah, so and I think he's just this next generation of while he develops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's right. a young Miz. That's exactly who he is. He's, he's definitely an Australian Miz, and it's obvious that Australia is a market that WWE is really, really trying to. Yeah, Real Ripley's done know. well, and um. Buddy Murphy was, was perfect when they had him there at the time. Oh, He's Drew in the building. Yeah. Drew Willingham in the building. Brother. Hey, Drew was cracking. Drew, Drew. Talk is Jericho, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the podcast. That's the podcast. That's, yeah. that's, podcast. A, that's the podcast. The highlight reel was his um, was thing this, in the, the ring. Show, yeah, yeah, thing in the ring, yeah. So, um, but yeah. It's, I think um, Nakamura got a chance. I, think I did, too. Do. I'm feeling well, we got very. Damian Priest that's going to be lingering. I think that's going to be able to cause it. I feel like very like what happened with Jinder Mahal 
you know, kind of caught us off guard. And then it was like, oh, okay. But short yeah, I think, ring. I think it would be short. Well, you know, I've been on the the bandwagon. And I think Seth need to take a break. You know, even yeah. if he come to the shows, um, he just he I, I would we need him for Mania. Bingo, you know, because he need to be one on one in the main event with the Tribal Chief. Unless he's waiting for Survivor Series, maybe he's waiting for Survivor Series, and that's how he gets written off. Who needs to be? Who needs to be in the in the main event with the Tribal Chief? Seth Rollins. This this is what the Tribal Chief called for last year when he sat down with um, what's my dude's name that fight? Uh, Daniel Cormier. He said, "Well, who you think should be your main event for WrestleMania 40?" He said, "Seth Rollins," because you know we got this long history. It only makes sense. And and yeah. Roman gotta get that win back. That way Roman can go all the way to next September and break Hulk Hogan's record. One of Hogan's records. Oh, God, <laughs> nope, nope. I think the they save the it. I think Steph gonna save it to Survivor Series so they can go one on one. Let's say no. are they doing war games this year? Uh, Don't know yet. I haven't heard word. If they was to do a war games, I think you're looking at Judgment Day versus somebody. Yeah. If if, if there's still if there is still a Judgment Day. I, yeah, I think there will be. You know, no, there's no way to with Sammy Zane yeah. putting together Drew and Matt Riddle and There you go. Yeah, in other words. Is so you guys don't think this is the last time we see Judgment Day at mm-hmm. um at, at no. WWE Payback? Don't think so either. That's too hot right now. Yeah, I think they just I, got they new merch. The belts, I would be surprised because Rhea yeah. said, I mean, Rhea said it, but you know, Rhea and Raquel got a potential to be a sleeper match that everybody's probably not expecting. Yeah, I feel bad for Raquel, Raquel though, man. She's gonna get booed in Pittsburgh. I think she's gonna why get... I don't think the fans are ready for it. Rhea's just too hot. Yeah, yeah, man. I think she's going to give Rhea a match finally, though. Because, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's been mainly to solidify her as a leader of this male group. Yeah. You know, she goes out there. She's dominating. definitely a leader. Yeah. And, and that just helps because it's like, you know, I'm taking care of business, but y'all not. So, but I think overall. And she's always I think out her, there alone. Huh? And she's always out there alone. Yeah. So I think. She goes uh, at it alone. And I think real, but I think Raquel will give her that match. It won't be like you know the match that she was having with Natty. It'll be more like Zelina Vega, you know, but still more competitive. And I think right. Raquel will push her to you know the limit. But in the end, I don't yeah, see. We gotta Rhea give Raquel giving... some some singles action though, man. Yeah. I don't see her doing her signature pin. Hey, hey. I do. like that pin. I do. She's gonna do it, Lawrence. All right. Yeah. Unless she make her tap out. Cause has she, no, what body part was messed up? Her shoulder? Was it that or her leg? Bro, something different every week, bro. Yeah. I thought it was in me. She gonna make her submit. She gonna put her in the submission hold. I hope my girl win, but I don't think so. I think Trish Stratus losing. Oh, Trish yeah. gotta move on. We you know, got you know, God we, think well, Trish Stratus is losing. I want to yeah, see her. Yeah, we need her to move on to somebody else. I need yeah, and Becky and 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 Becky's just been a little in place. Maybe it's time for her and um, what you call it to go at it next. Her and Rhea Ripley. Mm. Her and Shader. No, give it to her and Shader. Let yeah. them have that feud that they never could really Yeah, 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 yeah. Her and Shayna work. Yeah. That'll work. Shayna need, needs a feud like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the women are telling good stories. Mm-hmm. There, oh, sure. no, nobody do it better than Shawn Michaels, though. Yeah, yeah NST, I, I said it earlier, man. ST1 has been all the change. Mm-hmm. 
Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels, man. And yeah, he's down goat, there doing Shawn Michaels things. He the goat at producer. Yeah. Big sauce. He, <laughs> Shawn Michaels is doing amazing. He found a way to make NXT um, just as he got us a way to reinvest in, in these this new talent. And I think that's the difference between WWE and anybody else. Is they do not mind taking those lumps. They're very patient with saying, mm-hmm. I know people are not going to respond to it right now, but we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pushing. And eventually, it's like you kind of break through that glass ceiling, no pun intended, Brian H. And I think that's you got to be patient to develop stars. And and they really do. They don't they don't just abandon stuff when something doesn't go the way it wants or uh-huh. they, they stick with it. Three week pushes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like oh, they, you mean you mean uh AL Fox three week uh turns? I mean, no, let me stop. See, there he is. That that was awkward too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like he's with swerving the nays like hugging, like, oh yo, it's my guy. Anyways, but um <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's I'm like it's I'm I'm confused. But um, good brothers, goodness gracious, we Hold actually on. did it. Mm-hmm. Question, question. Yes, sir. Does Gunka lose the title? To who? Uh-uh. On Monday. No. Okay. Because isn't it? That's after the date, right? After. Mm-hmm. It's after he, the PLE. Yeah, but I mean, is he will break the record over that weekend, right? Before that Monday, or mm-hmm. am I tripping? It's it's probably. It's close though, right? Or probably on Monday. Okay. Yeah. Nah, Gunta is too hot. Gunta. No, I, Ooh, I don't props, props to Gable and them too, man. Prop, props to Gable, man. We was there to see him at Raw in July, and I'm like, people, he's over. I was like, this guy's over now. Well, once but again, he channels props his going. inner alien off because he. What you say, fighting. Owen Hart? You called him Owen Hart, Hugh? Who? Gable. He Gable? definitely yeah. has given yeah. Owen Hart vibes as far as his positioning. You do. Like yep. one, one, a guy that you can always depend on, can wrestle circles around you. You know what I mean? And still is entertaining at the same time. There it is. Not kidding. Not Chad Gable is a, once again, shout out to Triple H. He's getting, he's mm-hmm. like, look, everybody's going to have their moment. And, mm-hmm. and and the best part is it doesn't mean you have to have the title. Like right. to me, to me, putting a title on a guy to make him, it's a it's lazy booking. All right. Well, he's not a nobody. Let's, let's give him the strap and make sure okay. that'll make him important. It's like, no, sometimes you got to make people invest in these characters without that title championship. So they don't feel like their spot on a card is just like, well, I'm just filling up space until Austin and Rock yeah. and Cena and Reigns and Goldberg comes out and Hogan at finish this show. Kevin Nash and You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. no, you, you're you're giving people time to be just as invested wherever they are on that time slot. To when Roman comes out, to when Cody comes out, to when Seth comes out, to when Gunta makes his way to the ring. So you know how like they had to figure out how to fix Roman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the, what's going on with Austin Theory? Like, is this Triple H's project like figuring out how to fix Austin Theory? Yeah, because because he whose name should not be mentioned because every time he mentions them, we have technical difficulties. Just mm-hmm. just shoved him. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah. we're gonna get the force push. He's he's it because I said it. And eventually, the fans will just adjust because you get seeing him every week. It's like he never. You had to go back and give him some type of substance. Mm-hmm. What like it, it was similar with uh, like Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin was pushed as just kind of lone wolf, stoic, bully. I said, but he's skinny fat. He's he's <laughs> he's skinny fat. He's not really intimidating. He doesn't. He there's no real depth to the character. So once it falls flat, now you got to go back and re-explain things. Right. He, That's he, why I like Happy Corbin and Broke Corbin. Ha- like it, that that made more sense than anything. And the constable. Yeah. yeah. But that was his one of his best roles. I said mm-hmm. I didn't realize he had that much range. I said I didn't realize yeah. he had that personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Triple H is trying to figure it out what Austin, like who is Austin Theory? Like when you ask the question, who is it? Who is Austin Theory? And I think they're still trying to figure that out, man. But and like, you know, they do things like him versus Ray to keep him in the loop, but it's like 
man, you, you want to give him a reason for people to either love him or hate him. And I think that's what Triple H kind of thrives on. So I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. Yeah. Now, now yeah, speaking of that, yeah, one, one more thing. Great. What do you think about LA Knight's promo on Friday night, man? I thought it was very good. Ooh. Stayed in character still and gave Bray a lot of credit, man. And I think the fans are going to get behind LA Knight even more because of uh, Bray's last uh, rivalry with him. And that, that was a nice tribute. Uh, Bray, Bray, um, the Fiend's first opponent versus Bray's last opponent. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice tribute. Yeah, no, that was that was that was good, man. Um, such an action-packed night, such a, a um, high-voltage week going into the weekend of professional wrestling, gentlemen. We're we're in a space where it just oh, it's a lot. A lot of wrestling going I was gonna give you all, I was gonna give you all the answer, but Dylan said it. There you go, Hugh. What? What's that? So we need seven five. more days for um honky for the past honky talks record. Okay, good. Next week is I knew it was close. Yeah, I thought it was going to be right after Labor Day that he passed it, but it's getting real close. Sorry, hunky. It's over. It's over, he just said He don't want to work with him. He said, I don't need him to be, you know, he don't need him on the screen to do nothing. Just let, like, just let me cook. Wow. That's a big dude. <laughs> hunky don't want that smoke. Nah, he don't want no problems. <laughs> but, but Good Brothers, man, such an action-packed show. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely want everybody want everybody to follow us on all social media platforms at Wrestling Realm. Subscribe to our Patreon, Twitch, and YouTube at Wrestling Realm. Um, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Realm. Brother D, we thank you, man. We can't thank you enough for just for, for, for sticking it out. And I know we want to really reschedule, man, but we just wanted to thank you again um, just for being on the show with us today. And uh, just having us having this moment with us, man. And I know it was a difficult situation. <laughs> the wrestling round now podcast party where you know we pay tribute to uh when the rotunda and talk about all in cm punk and got into so many different things man so like i said we want to thank you again just for joining us um is there any last uh, places you want to kind of any last projects or anything you got coming up and also plug uh, your social media and your, and your famous youtube channel where people can find your work and so on and so forth well yeah um first of all you can check us out on dice morning network via YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, X, whatever they call it now, Dice Morning Net, and uh, Cash App, the Money Sign, Dice Morning Network, all donations are appreciative. And uh, we got uh, high school football coming up throughout the uh, fall here. A couple fall leagues coming up. I'll be doing a um, project called The Challenge coming up in uh, October. I'll be uh, at Loyal Blakefield for that basketball-related. So let's check the channel out. We're going to have more of that kind of stuff, more Shorts coming out. The shorts been really big. We've been putting them out and more theme montages um, that I do for uh, sports themes uh, throughout history. So that's about it, man. Appreciate being on with you guys, man. It's been fun as always. Ladies and gentlemen, we definitely appreciate you uh, joining us, D, man. We got to do this again, man. Like I said, we can't thank you enough for um, all you've done for us. And uh, as the Belt King shows off um, one last title. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. That's that's for that's for Bray White, man. It's got the I didn't know you had those plates. Yeah, you you'll remember the story behind it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I feel like I feel like I do, but I don't because I'm seeing it. I'm like, wait a minute, I think I remember this. Well, I guess you gotta check in the championship culture Tuesday, eight o'clock. <laughs> Great promo. Great promo. Excellent, excellent, excellent segue. <laughs> 
And on that note, because every belt has a story, right? Every belt has a story. And guess what? That's going to have to continue on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. YouTube.com slash the MD. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you on the flippity flip. We out. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!